Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to The Horror Hangout, a podcast where free film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and talk about them. My name is Ben Errington and I'm joined by co-host Mr. Andy Conduit-Turner. Hello, Ben. Hello. Hello there. Uh, and we also have a very special returning guest. It's not Esther. No. Uh, if you listen to the show where we covered Orphan, uh, I think it was back in February this year um you'll recognize her so we thought only it would only be fair to get her back for the sequel slash no prequel more orphan action she's a rotten tomatoes approved critic a tv film journalist with what to watch and she hosts a tv time podcast welcome back uh lucy buglis hello thank you for having me back and uh yeah i'm not esther thankfully so so no killing today <laughs> you're not esther Thankfully. Thankfully. <laughs> yeah. Also saved us a fortune in the prequel. We haven't had to digitally de-age you by, by like six months or so. <laughs> I know, our, right? <laughs> our budget for digitally de-aging uh, people on this podcast is, is out. It's run out, unfortunately. So yeah. it cost us <laughs> millions to be to ma- maintain this mustache. I shaved it off yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> I need to get a filter going on where I've got the pigtails, I think. <laughs> Orphan I'd pigtails. Enjoy, I'd ribbon. enjoy that. Little ribbon, yeah. Uh, how is everybody though? Is everybody good? Yeah, they're good. Yeah, excellent. Happy to be back. Happy to be back. Uh, so mm-hmm. this, I think, is this the third third time you've joined us? Third, because you joined us for Orphan. You joined third. us for Dash Cam. Yep. Third time. Yeah. I think. I think. Yeah, I think so. Third time is a charm. Uh, yeah. So what? Uh, this came out. We're hot. This is hot off the press. Orphan first kill. Only came out last week. We've all we've all seen it, and it seems to be getting. Obviously, we won't go into the film just yet, but it seems to be getting a fairly positive reaction across all platforms. People are enjoying Esther's second run out. Uh, and you reminded me. Obviously, we're going to spoil this film. We're also going to spoil the original here because I completely forgot Esther did have her head off at the end of the first one. Not quite, but it was definitely broken. Yeah. Um, oh, Vera Farmiga kicks her real hard in the head at the end of that. Like, and then she falls down into oblivion. I think in the MCU, you could bring her back to life, but in anything grounded <laughs> in partial reality, 
then I'm not sure she's coming back from that. Which I, I feel may have partially painted them into a corner here, forcing them to do a prequel. Mm. Yeah, because uh, all the way through, like just me not, not having a very good memory, all the way through, I was like, it would have been far cheaper to do a sequel because the digital de aging stuff is just, it's just constant, isn't it? You just have to, it's just constantly on. Whether they've just got a Snapchat photo on her face the whole time. She looks a bit. <laughs> she looks a bit shiny sometimes. I find that sometimes uh, a digital de aging makes it look like. And I'm not. I'm not an expert in in makeup. I'm not bloody Max Factor Ben, but <laughs> Mr. Um, Max Factor himself. Uh, yeah, not Mr. Maybe Max <laughs> Factor himself. But I don't. It feels like when someone's been digitally de aged, they've got a foundation on that doesn't quite suit their skin tone. That's what being digitally mm. de aged looked like. Do you know what I did with this digital de aging as well? Head proportions were all over the shop. Her <laughs> head just needed to be reduced by, I reckon, at least 8%. It's fluctuating wildly from pin to pumpkin every few seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, we've got, we've got some horror news for this week. I don't know if any of you guys have seen any of these things, but we'll, we'll give, have a little chat about them. There's a trailer for the Wednesday Netflix show starring Jenna Ortega as Wednesday Adams. Tim Burton directed, of course, uh, and we've also seen an official photo of the Adams family. Mark, I don't know, four, include if we're including uh, animated versions as well. Mm-hmm. So Jenna Ortega, obviously, is Wednesday Adams. Uh, Luis uh, Guzman is Gomez, and Catherine Zeta Jones is Morticia. And I've seen some like side by side comparisons of like the original comic strip and this casting, and it looks pretty much spot on. So there's some interesting stuff in the trailer. If you guys have seen it, there's like piranhas in a school swimming pool. Um, yeah, it looks it it's looks fun. promising. I think mm-hmm. it, it looks good. fun. Does yeah. it look I'll, extra I'll promising it. to you because of the reaction we had to the monsters trailer a few weeks ago? Yeah, possibly, maybe. Those things always live side by side in my head because. I don't know what the deal was original runs, but certainly when I was a kid, both the Munsters and the Adams Family had a resurgence of being on TV again before the film came out of the Adams Family in the early 90s. And yeah, I, I feel like those things naturally live side by side. They're both about spooky families. I did see something that was a bit kinder about the Munsters recently, though. Someone, I think it was on a podcast, pointed out that they felt like it had been filmed and lit for black and white, but then they'd had to colorize it. For, you know, they, they, these people have been shown in color because that's what modern audiences expect. But actually, it wouldn't look quite so jarring if it was a black and white show. Phil, mm. if you can, you could turn the color down on your TV now, or is that an olden days setting? I'm sure you can. There's bound to be some sort of setting. Doing it to sell can... black and white Blu rays of um, Mad Max <laughs> and the like. Can't just do it on your TV anymore. Yeah, the Munsters Chrome Edition. <laughs> that we're gonna see next. Uh, yeah, possibly. Uh, I just think. I mean, for me, I think you're, you're kind of either Munsters or Adams Family, aren't you? And I was kind of always Adams Family, and then I knew what the Munsters was, but I would never consider myself like a huge fan of it. So maybe that's why. I don't know. Possibly. Um, but yeah, looks good, and it's coming out on the was it the nineteenth of October? Is it October? November? Literally, as I was saying that, I closed the window down of what I was reading. Oh, wow. Very silly, wasn't it? One of those dates or somewhere. Don't know why I did that. Them. It's coming out yeah. soon. I wonder if this will be the resurgence of, you know, people do the Adams Family clicking. Is this going to be a new generation's friends clapping? 
sweet at first, infuriating eventually. Uh, I don't know. I think both. I think both are pretty annoying. To be fair, the clapping and the clicking. Yeah, just don't join in with anything, guys. Just if you could. <laughs> don't have fun ever. <laughs> don't ever have fun ever. Fun is cancelled from now on. <laughs> we don't. We don't want fun here. No, yeah, not about no. that. <laughs> None of that. Only misery. Talking of misery. Uh, <laughs> talking of misery. What a segue. Hey. There is a, like a sneaky peeky bit of a trailer. It's not a trailer. I'm not going to call it a trailer because it's mere seconds. Um, so HBO dropped like this sneak peek, like amalgamation of things coming up on HBO. And it showed, I want to say 15 seconds worth of the last of us TV show. Um, my stomach flipped over. Like I would be excited on a roller coaster when I saw it, because I was like, well, that's bloody good. Oh, that's great. That does. Or the same sort of feeling you get, uh, when you see your food coming towards you in a restaurant after you've been waiting for a particularly <laughs> long time, that's yours coming. That is what? Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, it looks great as well. Look at that. That's how I felt. Um, did did either of you see this? Yeah, I, I watched did. it just a little while ago. Yeah. There's a and Pedro Pascal as Joel. Just I know it. I mean, it looks perfect, but he sounds perfect. And yeah. And, and sure, like I've seen some some people saying things. The problem with this show is that the lack of being able to interact with the story will take people out of it potentially. But I'm like, I almost don't care about that because I just, I just, I love the story of both the games. I just, I really want to enjoy it in a different medium, especially with someone like Pedro Pascal involved, who is great. And Bella Ramsey looks like she's going to be great as well. Um, And it just looks like the perfect world that they've built for this, uh, for this show. And who's who's I know Andy's not played the games. Is that correct? No, still not. You know, like I told you before, Ben had time to buy them. Plenty of time for that. No time to play them though. There's like you'll be able to play them soon because there's like the ninth version of the first game coming of course, out now. I get the opportunity to spend another fifty quid on it if I really want, but I won't. Exactly. I, I'm just going to play the perfectly acceptable PS4 <laughs> version that I already have at some point eventually. Maybe yeah. inspired by finally getting to watch the show. Is the little bit of dialogue mm. we got in the trailer, is that from the is that something lifted from the game? Yes, it is. And again, I've seen a sort of side by side thing. Um, it's a slightly different delivery. Well, you know, I'm not gonna expect the same delivery. That's not I'm not about that life. Oh, I'm gonna be absolutely slightly... the same. The cat the camera angle is a little bit different to what they use he in the game. He pauses on a different line in that. Um, just looks great, just looks just looks bleak. And you know it's going to be emotional, and it, it looks like they've recreated like the opening sequence from. I know we're going to get like a split second, the opening sequence of the first game, and you know for a fact that that is going to be a a heart wrencher. I don't know, Lucy. Did you say you played the games? I haven't. No, no way. I, you know, I think we've talked about this back when I was on the first time. We've got a little bit of deja vu here because I think we mentioned yeah. it in the hot. I think that they announced it or something like that when when we were talking about it originally, and I still haven't played it. I need to because I know too much about it at this point, but I want to like actually give it a go. Same you know? old problem, isn't it? Like content yeah. is infinite, time is not. This um, is it. Yeah. Yeah, because I think maybe so. So I'm currently replaying Last of Us Two, and yeah, I think maybe that's why my excitement for seeing a clip of the show is so. It's like I'm playing that right now. Oh my god! Um, this guy, yeah. time to replay something like the grasshopper <laughs> fiddled all bloody summer. What? <laughs> yeah i'm sorry um i did because like I've... The, the little delivery of the line there seen mm. in isolation it did feel like that he joel was joel was really going for she goes, oh 
everyone I know is dead. And it's like, I think you know about Buddy Loss. He goes, what is, where do you go on everyone holiday, Joel? Buddy 11, every... Buddy 11 a reef? Is that where you go on holiday? Is it Joel? <laughs> Always got one up, haven't you? 11 a reef. Everyone, I, everyone you know is dead. Everyone I know is dead. And everyone I don't know is also dead. All right. Like, uh, I saw him die. That's worse. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, talking to Deja Vu, I think we followed directly onto the Fallout, the Fallout TV show as well. And we've seen like set pictures of that now. That is your favorite, right? So good. Yeah. Yeah. I love it so much. It's all I'm talking about. It's my entire personality at work. I think people are <laughs> sick of me now because <laughs> I'm basically in charge of the series guide. So, like, we'll literally get like one brackets, one like screenshot. And I'm like, oh my God, guys, got to put it on the guide. And they're like, okay, okay. Climbing <laughs> <laughs> I mean... in and out of your power armor every day before and after work. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, literally, yeah. like, they put another like, you know, picture of the vault again, and I need, I need to put it on the guide. I've got so many screenshots on the guide now. It's so good. I just hope it lives up to my expectations. I really do. Yeah, <laughs> I <need it> I'm <laughs> really, really oh. looking forward to it. And yeah, the mm. screenshots look pretty much perfect. Mm. I know we've only oh, seen yeah. them like it, it's like inside a vault, isn't it? So that's yeah, pretty much got, all we've seen. But inside the vault, we've got that thing outside the super duper mark with the cars as well. In that one, and the power armor one as well. That's what mm. we've got. Um, yeah, but obviously you don't want to see too much because it'll give it away. Yeah, that's all I good. I don't great. really know what they're gonna sort of do with it though, because you know, like the, the protagonist is a ghoul. We know that much, um, mm. and we don't really know what the story is or what where it's even set. So I don't know if they're doing like a Fallout Three thing or whatever. I don't know, but anyway, I'm very excited yeah. about it. <laughs> very excited. Everyone uh, knows. <laughs> everyone knows. And talking about, um, <laughs> talking about. <laughs> Video game to, to to movie or TV adaptations. Apparently, Days Gone is getting a movie adaptation in the works from Oscar-nominated writer um, Sam Hune, who oh no no sorry Sam Hune is currently circling it, but Sam Hune is the right uh, sorry Sheldon Turner is the writer. He wrote stuff that apparently Up in the Air is what he wrote, which has got an Oscar nomination. I was reading what's got an Oscar nomination here: The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I, was like, I don't think so. Um, so oh, yeah, he did that apparently... line about being cancelled, didn't he? Yeah, that's worth the that's Academy worth probably. But he loved that. Oh, people always trying to cancel me. The Academy, the bloody Academy. Uh, so pe- this being cons- obviously the Walking, De- uh, sorry, Days Gone is like the Walking Dead meets Sons of Anarchy, and I think if you're going to make it into a TV show, you're going to run the risk of kind of being just one of those shows, but with zombies or with motorbikes or vice versa. Especially uh, with infinite Walking Dead spin-offs coming at us hard and fast. Yeah, exactly. Uh Walking Dead spin-offs that spoil the main show as well. <laughs> you thought these characters were dead? Here's their spin-off. Uh <laughs> I don't know, Days Gone, did anyone play that? I'm just just uh I'm I, familiar I, with it. I think I might have, but I don't know much about it. But it rings a bell. I lived mm. vicariously through Luke playing it and just looking at yeah. some of his videos. Yeah, I think Luke played it and that kind of convinced me to play it. And it took me a while to get into it. But then, you know, sometimes when you play a game and it's suddenly you're like, I'm completely locked in with this and yeah. I'm just sold. And I think because of that, it was one of my favorites, like from, I don't know what year it came out, but I played it quite late, but still it's great. And I, I'd, I'd love to see, again, if it was a series, I might be a bit like, eh, I don't know, I'm not so sure. Because I think if one thing was kind of weak about it, it was possibly the story. It was, yeah. you know, dragged out over 12 hour long episodes, possibly too much. 
Is it one of those things where it's actually the thing that you get out of it is your incidental moment-to-moment gameplay? Like, Hmm. let's say one of the most popular game franchises of all time, GTA, absolutely huge. People spend hours and hours in them. I finished a couple of GTA games. I probably couldn't tell you that much about the story. I'd probably do a little 30-second summary of... The main points, but you can talk about it infinitely <laughs> in terms of what you did moment to moment yeah. in the game. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. So potentially, I mean, I, 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 I'm positive about it. I'd like to see it, but you know, whether it would work too well, we're not so sure. No, anything still. can be. Anything can be good. You just got to see what it is, and I think that is probably of all the things that, with Sony trying to put more stuff in, I've seen completely non-horror related. They unconfirmed maybe some type of jack and dexter series as well but Mm. with with them moving into this space i think of all the things they're bringing out days gone is the most at risk of just even if it's great running into what is a fairly saturated market Mm. yeah exactly uh that i mean that is pretty much all i've got for horror news unless anybody has seen anything in the last Obviously, Fright Fest is coming up very soon. Lucy is going to be in attendance. <laughs> Legit. Obviously, me and Andy will just be there in spirit. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll be we'll be picking your brains about everything that happens there and some of the films you see as well. Yeah. Obviously, we're we're doing a we're doing a special next week <clears throat> where we're going to cover as much as possible. We've got a couple of interviews lined up as well. We just released an interview with Aaron Trust, the director. To, sorry the producer of cult of vhs which is like a documentary about um vhs collectors and stuff so that's available on youtube and all other audio streams as well so check that out um apart from that we'll just be firing out the fright fest content leading up to the event and the week of the event as well lots of exciting things to talk about once we finished watching them all a buddy square yeah. eyes all these films yeah. we're watching <laughs> Your eyes square again. You've been watching the Fright Festivals. Is there anything in particular you're uh, excited about seeing, Lucy? It's mainly fall, I'm not going to lie, because I wouldn't say that I'm very scared of heights, but then I watched the trailer and I was like, I'm scared of heights now. <laughs> this is awful. Get, <laughs> but, get yourself down from there. What are you doing up there? Am I going to see it on like this massive screen as well? It's just going to give me such anxiety and I'm so ready for it, honestly. You're going to sit out the way. front on purpose so you can be like... I'm, yeah, like, like, like this. <laughs> Literally, like, you know, just absolutely quaking. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, and Terrifier 2 as well, because the first one is just fun. I like it. Yeah, I think... It's fine. You know, it's a crowd pleaser. So I think there's a trailer for that coming out fairly soon, isn't there? Like, maybe I tomorrow? So. I think yeah. there's a teaser out there now, but, but a trailer. I've never actually seen the original, so do you recommend yeah. seeing that? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, I think people have strong thoughts on it, but it's worth giving it a go. Like I say, it's, it's very much a crowd pleaser. So I think seeing it again on the big screen is probably going to be going to be the right place for it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to your thoughts on on well both of them if you get a chance mm. to see them both. Cool, climbing up a massive tall pole. <laughs> That's a great concept for a film. Get I rid of that. Just, yes. Yeah, it looks awful, but like in a good way. You know, like when you like want to be sick. Oh, <laughs> <it> looks great. <laughs> I, yeah. I love sort of films like that where someone is stuck somewhere. I don't know why. I just think they're great. Well, yeah, we watched a film um, uh, from Fright, Fright, Fest, 
Oh, every time I go to say Fright Fest, I say Fright Flest. Fright Fest, <laughs> Fright Fest, Glasgow, called The Ledge, which was kind of like similar. Oh, I've heard stuck this. on a ledge. Um, but the horror wasn't really being stuck on a ledge. It was just horrible blokes, wasn't it? Pretty and horrible they... Captain Red Flags chasing you. <laughs> the, literally the worst men alive. The wor- literally the worst individual worst man. Oh, no. This mm. is the, the worst guy. Um, but... I would say it won my award for the festival of best delivery of a fuck you um, mm. in that one. When she writes the little note, sends it up to him. Oh, you sent me a note. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's the only way I deliver fuck yous from now on. Excuse me, can you just come here and just take Send this off? Yeah, don't read it till you get home. <laughs> uh, Put that, it in a little is... bag of crisps. Oh, oh yes, please. What? In one of those little blue it. sachets. Yeah. Those little... Open. Salt and shake. <laughs> Bake it into a fortune cookie. Oh my god. <laughs> this is great. Go this is great. Yeah. What? Do that. <laughs> Who said that? It's the maker of this fortune cookie. I'm gonna find him or her. Uh <laughs> that's it for, for horror news. Uh what we've been watching this week is there been anything in particular, horror or not. Horror or horror adjacent that anybody has seen this week that they'd like to to mention? God, what have I been watching? You know, when things just sort of blur. Yeah. <laughs> what have yeah. I been watching? Oh. I'll I'll, ju- I'll jump in if no you one's go. got anything. You Don't go. mean to do that. Let you let you guys have a little think. Uh, I I watched Day Shift, the new sort of like oh. ac- action comedy vampire film on. Netflix starring yeah. Jamie Foxx and Dave Franco and Snoop Dogg for a bit. Um, it was it was definitely watchable. You know, when someone's just like watchable and when you're in the moment, you're like that. Yeah. But then I think as soon as you like stand up from the sofa, you pretty much forget everything about it. Mm-hmm. It was I think Jamie Foxx is, 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 is charismatic as, as ever, but it just kind of felt like a sort of bit of a cliche an amalgamation of vampire lore all rolled into one and it just felt it felt like a lot of sort of action vampire films that you've seen and the vampires were so like they're proper contortionists and i'm like where have we seen that before it just felt i don't know it felt like i am legend meets underworld meets what sort of like a vampire comedy as well what we do in the shadows i guess um Mm. it kind of felt like that and I don't know, it felt like a film from 2010, maybe. You've even got like Dave Franco playing this kind of like comedic role. And yeah, strange, but still, all right. I think I'll give it a go one of the days that you can have it on in the background. Um, mm. Yeah, obviously, once we've through all this lovely Fright Fest content, OVS. Yeah, I remember, yeah, it, I remember I th- watching Day Shift now. I totally forgot I'd watched it because it's, it's that forgettable, unfortunately. You watched it as well. I did. Ah, I, you I, see, I, see what I, I mean? Not, I did not rate it at all. Um, I think to the point yeah. where, like I said, I'd forgot I'd even watched it, which says mm. volumes really. Um, I watched it at work when when the systems went down for something to do to get some coverage. <laughs> um, yeah. because because it was like a case of well, I've got to write something, so I'm just going to watch this movie and take some notes. And I was just uh, I, hate, I hated it so much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's not for me. Not for me. Yeah, it was a weird one. Um, mm. But yeah, I think it's kind of cringe. Like, oh, too, like, one cringe thing. All, all the top humor. Yeah, sorry. Go on. <laughs> one thing I've remembered: terrible, yeah. terrible villain. Don't know if you remember that. Terrible villain. Just, oh, just like yeah. a, a, just like a lady vampire in a, yeah, in a, in a trouser suit, 
and she had like a <laughs> she had like a bodyguard vampire. Terrible. Nothing to big them. business. The real baddie. Really bad. Really bad. Not even big business, Andy. Just terrible. <laughs> just plot. Dev- you know, it was just. It felt like every like Hollywood vampire movie had just been put into a blender, and the disgusting slushy smoothie that came out of it just tasted of nothing Sl- bl- bland flavorless sludge i'm being mean about it now you set me off lucy that's what you did <laughs> yeah i don't know like i feel like if you got something out of it then great like because i don't think it's you know it's it's not trying to reinvent the wheel or anything but i just sort of i, got, I was quite bored and then when i was yeah. like half an hour in and it just i was kind of like what's going mm. on like it just it, uh, wasn't for me yeah, I can't really uh, describe it. I would just, I just found it quite tedious. I guess it was, it was tedious, and but, but yeah, it was weird. Like Snoop Dogg's character was like the, Big exactly John the kind, Elliot. <laughs> It was exactly the kind of role what Snoop Dogg would have, exactly yeah. the kind of role Snoop Dogg would have played, like in a movie from like twenty years ago. So it just feels really weird. There, yeah. that's it. I think to be fair, that's pretty much all I've watched apart from Fright Fest goodies this week. Um, yeah. Any anybody else, Andy? Have you seen anything of? No, it's all been. I've been away for a little bit last week, and then watching Fright Fest stuff in my spare moments. So nothing else to report, to be honest. It's uh, all in service of the big bonanza of content at the end of the month. I've been watching anything that's even remotely horror. I tell you what, real life horrors, Ben. I've got two for you. One, I watched the end of. Oh. I know you love a Netflix documentary. I did watch. Um, fairly new netflix documentary i just killed my dad um it's interesting it's good someone killed her dad yeah he was a bad dad though don't worry uh, okay um, bad, a wrong, wrong dad yeah so he was a bad dad and then it goes into the trial of this 17 year old that had that had killed him interesting take it's fairly recent case i think it comes to close uh 2021 so it's like quite a recently closed item mm. interesting like if you enjoy you know, you're making a murderers and things like that. There's some interesting insights to be to be had from that. And it's only, uh, I think it's three parts. So um, oh, so that's okay. that. The other thing I've been dealing with, Ben, real life horrors that we face every day. You know what's worse than a Freddy or a Jason or any of those other things? I'll let you have a guess. What's worse than that? Like a real life thing as well. Yeah, a real life thing that's worse than Freddy's or Jason's. Um, like the the Audi checkout staff when they fire the items at you way too fast and you've not got a bag or anything. Even worse than that, Ben. It's the concept and experience of homelessness is what's even worse than those oh, things. That's, a, that's my next answer. That's one of the worst things you can have. And another reason I haven't had much time to watch more stuff is I've been spending a lot of time riding on my bicycle to um, fight the, the perils of homelessness. And not this Sunday coming, but the Sunday after, less than two weeks away now, me and a couple of my friends and my wife as well, who's also my friend. Thank you. Um, we are riding from <laughs> Glasgow to Edinburgh, 60 miles. It's going to hurt my legs and my bum and all those other things that get sore riding on a bike for ages. Uh, we're raising some money to uh, tackle homelessness with the folks at Social Bike. Um, I'll give you a little link to throw in the show notes. If you enjoy listening to this and want to want people not to be homeless because that's shit then give us some support it'll make me riding up hills in scotland famously quite hilly um a little bit easier do you, are you gonna do a, a live podcast recording while you do it 
I mean, I wasn't going to, but now you've said it here. <laughs> well, no, I don't. We don't know what your Wi-Fi connection would be like running riding through the uh, Scottish, the hills, the hills and dales between those two large cities. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, when I'm we'll when I'm a, back from that in the first episode in. Uh, it'll be our second episode in September. I'll tell you how tired I am. Thankfully, I record yeah. this sitting down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> With an ice pack in places. Uh, yeah, we'll put the link for that in the show notes if anybody wants to fire a little donation Andy's way. Because he's a good egg, you know. He deserves this. He I, don't, deserves... I, won't get, I won't get anything out of it apart from tired legs, Ben. But the people who like houses <laughs> to live in, they'll get something out of it. So <laughs> yeah. support them in this You're endeavor. Right. You're right. I wasn't suggesting you're homeless by any stretch. Yeah. Um, you know what I meant. Yeah, I'm not taking um, a cut out of this. It's not one of those times when someone goes, "Oh, I'm doing a skydive. Sponsor me." And after I've after you paid for my skydive, Rolls Royce. After you paid for my skydive, then you'll then maybe the charity will get a bit. This all goes to this all goes to charity. I'm paying for myself to take my bike and ride on that. It's mm. all right. Yeah, but yeah, a great a great thing to be doing. So we'll put the Put the link in the show notes if anyone wants to help out with that. But you know Wonderful. what else, Levin? Go on. No amount of bicycle training would have stopped me from going to local cinemas and watching The Orphan First Kill. But it didn't. I've done it this week. It's racking up the points for being just a great guy, Andy. You know what? I can't compete with this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ow. Absolute king of segues this podcast as well, I swear to God. You had the misery one, and then you had this amazing... <laughs> That was a great segue, yeah. That but he did, it's, not, it's not a segue, though. He's riding a bike. Terrible. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'd be cheating. Get out. <laughs> so, film of the week, which is Orphan hyphen, no, not hyphen, colon, first kill. I wonder what her first kill was. I can't believe we're going to find out what her first kill was. Don't even think we did find out, because I'm assuming she's killed before she ends up in this in this psychiatric she unit. might have just previously bodily harmed them maybe possibly okay so orphan first kill is a 2022 psychological horror film that serves as a prequel to the 2009 film orphan directed by william brent bell um what's the story after orchestrating a brilliant escape from an estonian psychiatric facility brilliant i mean it was all right esther travels to america by impersonating the missing daughter of a wealthy family hmm interesting who have we got isabel Furman reprising her role from the previous film as an orphan uh julia styles 10 things i hate about you and rossif sutherland do i recognize this guy i was like who is this guy maybe it's his voice i recognize more than anything else Okay, uh, so what are we looking at? It's 6.1 on IMDb currently, 3.0 on Letterboxd, 72% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, 75% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. They're pretty high, aren't they? Uh, choice reviews from Letterboxd users. Uh, Diana has given the movie three stars, and she says, I think DNA tests don't exist in the orphan universe. <laughs> Uh, Mimo says Julia Stiles do you mind reciting the cool girl monologue for me I need to check something two stars uh, and oh, state of this username Tarma Cos- no, someone whose name begins with T three stars Esther driving in the car was so Lana Del Rey and I think it was I think it was uh, yeah so 
while you were looking that up, Ben, the dad that you recognise, he's in Possessor. Oh, is he? Who is who is he in Possessor? In Possessor, uh, his name okay. is. I'm going to look down Michael this, and Voss. it's going to be like he, he Man is, Three. He is Michael. Yeah, he, he's the husband of uh, Andrea uh, Riseborough. Um, is so main, he's, the main he's character. Good at playing a husband, then I guess. He's really good at playing husband, this guy. He's great. <laughs> He's great at husband of lead. Well, kind of lead. Um, what's the last thing Julia Stiles is in, right? Because part of me is thinking, I haven't seen her for ages. Has she been anything recently on Julia Stiles? I mostly recall her from, you know, just missing Jason Bourne when he's disappeared behind the bus. Or oh, yeah. He's on the office oh building God. opposite you. He's on the roof. That's Jason Bourne. Was she in like some, what was that dancing film she was in as well? Save the Last Dance. I don't not remember that. Uh, that was a that was a good one. Um, what's the last the last thing she was in was Jennifer Lopez documentary. I'm guessing as herself. Hustlers, guess. Hustlers, Hustlers Silver Linings yeah, Playbook. Yeah. Uh, okay, so she's she's still still knocking them out, uh, and I guess a very unexpected turn for her after. If you saw the trailers for this, there is a particular. There is a twist, and of course we will be spoiling that twist, so if you haven't watched this film and you're a bit worried about finding out too much about it. Um, Go into details. Yeah, obviously we covered the film from 2009 back uh, in February of this year, so it's all pretty fresh in our heads, even though I forgot the ending. So how, how on earth does this one compare? Was everybody happy with this prequel? Lucy, you go. I know you've got strong feelings. <laughs> I loved it, honestly. I thought it was cool. And I think I actually tweeted in a probably semi-delirious state that I actually thought it was better than the first one, which everyone's probably like, you're wrong. <laughs> um, but I, I really enjoyed it, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm probably in the minority, but I'm happy to be here. So. <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> know. Like that, it's a great that, film. <laughs> that Rotten Tomatoes score seemed pretty high it's, for critics yes. and audiences. Yeah, the critic one was quite surprising. I think obviously IMDb is to be expected. Like it's usually in the range of like five and six, isn't it? Um, mm. Yeah, but it's, it, it's, it is high for, for the tomato meter because critics are brutal. So yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad they enjoyed it. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. Andy, how did you feel about it? You know what? I'm, yeah, we were probably on a downwards on a on a scale on this one, aren't we, Ben? So yeah, I liked it. I I really thought the twist was clever. I thought it was something I didn't expect from this movie. Yeah. It delivered more narratively than I was expecting was going to happen. And actually, with the turn we get at the halfway point, it kind of answers a lot of the criticisms that I was sit be, sat being a smart ass about in the first half of it, saying like how would you not how would you not do this why haven't you done that and it, and it answers a lot of those things with the with the twist that it brings in um yeah it's not it's by no means perfect i think they are challenged by the fact that they fairly definitively kill esther at the end of the first movie i think had they not painted themselves into such a corner with that one a sequel would have just been fine i think a sequel would have been easier to pull off and you could have still done interesting things or that you could have maybe had some of these interesting things without the um the cgi troubles that that it's driven by the fact that because of the linear nature of time the actor that plays esther is 
now a good 10 years older than she than she was when she did this first one um so the time makes it a little bit difficult and makes the cgi a little bit probably a, a large portion of the budget and it's impossible to get it perfect if you can overlook those things and it doesn't it doesn't put you at take it out of it that occasionally esther looks a bit shiny when she's when they're trying to make her look like a little kid um then it actually works really well that i like a lot of this movie and then we come to you ben <laughs> <laughs> i mean I I I, have, I completely respect the fact that there was a twist and it was a twist on the original plot, which took it in a different direction. Um, it could have easily taken it in. One one of the problems I I had with it um, initially was like, oh, this is kind of like just playing out the same as the first one, you know. She's trying to seduce the dad, you know. She's having a bit of a problem with the with the mum, and oh no, they're gonna find out there's a police officer who's trying to dig. And I was like, it's the same, and it? it's like a carbon copy. It's still my head in. Um, so all respect to it that there was a different take on on the twist and he took it in a completely different direction uh, whether that completely worked for me I don't quite know there was something about it that didn't quite stick for me because I think even though it answered some questions it opened a lot of new questions for me where I'm like but how did the why didn't they just and what about the so I was a bit like that initially and this is one thing that annoys me, not just in horror, but in, in, in movies in general and even TV shows, is prequels that don't take the time for character development. So essentially, this is a prequel. This is the orphan's first kill. I'm gonna find we're gonna find out why she's as messed up as she is. But this film kicks off and she is the same. She is exactly the same character as she was in the first movie. So there's no room for character development. We don't find out what turned her this way. She starts off, she's already in an institute having committed various crimes. And then by the time the film starts, it just puts her in the same situation as she was in the first film. I want to see Esther out and about in the world doing mad stuff, being an orphan, seducing... <laughs> Seducing dads Seduce, left, right, and centre. Seducing, seducing pedophiles and killing them. Just, just like get, bouncing from family. Maybe not even family, but you know, from place to place, causing havoc. The yeah. fact that she ends up in exactly the same situation, regardless of how it goes for her, in terms of she's misjudged this situation greatly. Because I understand that the plot of her turning up as a missing kid has actually happened in real life. Like that actually happens. People do turn up as I'm your missing kid. I'm your new. Can you be my new dad? Uh, that exists. That happens. However, I don't know something about this. The whole prequel thing, of you know, I've mentioned it time and time again. The whole prequel reminds me of Gotham, where it's like you want to see what these characters were like, the Riddler and the Penguin and and Poison Ivy back in the day. Yeah, I do. What what made them the way they are? Well, here they are, and they're the same character but young. The same. I mean, they wonder, I mean, this isn't the Gotham hangout, but I did wonder that no wonder Batman is so physically superior to a lot of his villains and beats them all up at the time. He's 20 years younger than all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Batman <laughs> yeah. is prime. Um, but you see, the, the fact that the movie's even called Orphan First Kill, and then the first kill she commits in this movie was kind of just... I don't know. I kind of wanted it to be like, let's build to this first kill. The movie's called First Kill. Let's make it like she's never killed anyone before. And then we, the person she... And we meant to assume she, that, that she has killed someone before because you don't end up in a mental institution forever because you've got a growth disease and you've done a burglary. 
that's the thing. And oh, then, and you've then, got, and if, you've done a burglary, you've done a, you've done a fairly petty crime, but you have got a genetic disorder. So, insane asylum forever. Yeah, in the cell. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm kind of now you've mentioned it. I'm kind of torn. Like, would I want to see an origin story, or would I want to just see, you know, pre the Coolmans, I guess. Um, I would. I haven't really. I don't know. Like, would an origin story be a bit naff? Do you think? Like well, we've seen it a million times before. Yeah, this is the this like, is the thing, isn't it? It's we just like, know we know she's unhinged. Do we need to see it? I don't. I mean, that's kind of an open question, but but that almost feels like that's the point of a prequel, though, isn't it? Like hmm. a prequel is the character, the same character but younger. But like, I, I want something. I want some. And the thing is, there was some character development in this. Like, I don't know about character development, but skill development. Her skill tree. <laughs> UV paint, <laughs> UV painting. At least that that got an UV painting this time. Yeah, that's true. I mean, um, I guess with this one, it's not like the nun. I know this is where this the the origin of this disturbance came to you, Ben, isn't it? Where the where the nun first came out and the nun original just shows. Oh, it's always a ghost. Oh, that's that's a good example. Yeah, but the um <laughs> with the orphan, I guess where would you take it originally? Would it would it start on her eleventh birthday and someone says? <laughs> Tell you what, you haven't aged a day since last year. She's like, "Fuck!" And then it goes through several years. All right, fifteen now. I imagine I've grown. Like it's just them with a little pencil marking on. You've not grown any. You're still ten. You're still magically ten. I don't, I don't know. I'm just thinking like something. We get a little bit of an idea of her past. Then she ends up in a mental institution for something. But then we build towards this first kill. This first kill, which sets her on this path. So maybe she's not, she's unhinged, yeah, but she's not murdered anyone, you know, she's not killed anyone yet. And then we build to this first, if it wasn't in the title, I wouldn't have such a problem with it. The fact that it's in the title makes me think, who's she going to kill then as her first kill? Would you, have had it, would you have had it that you take out the, the institution piece and just have her as a robber going from place to place to place? Think, oh, I'm sick of Robin here in Estonia. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to... I'm gonna I'm gonna go to America where I can do some big robin, like the Home Alone house, things like that. And <laughs> I'm gonna do an Ocean's it. Eleven type, yeah, type heist. Gets a load of other like, orphans together. One day she's on Estonian Google looking up missing children who I look a bit like. It's like oh yeah, I look like this one. Bloody hell, I look exactly the same as this one. That's lucky. I put That's a beret really on nice. and just find myself in a park where. The second reaction of an Estonian policeman after saying, Hello, are you lost in Estonia? is to go, Better try English. <laughs> why, why, why would that occur to you? Oh, that kid hasn't think... responded, that disturbed kid hasn't, hasn't responded to me. Better try English, see if that works. <laughs> I think the last point I'll make before, you know, I don't want to sound too negative and I completely understand that it's an enjoyable, it's an enjoyable sequel, prequel using a lot of the same tropes from the original. I understand that. Something about it, though, I think because of the original is so effective, especially in terms of that twist and the setting up of that twist, when it's all here, all laid out again for you to see, it's like you've got all the pieces of this effective thriller slash horror. When it's all laid out again, it feels quite silly. I don't know, like her dressed in pigtails with a little berry on, I was just like that. Oh, come on, for God's sake. She looks 35. She looks tiny, but 35. Yeah, I don't know. I just do think, like, maybe we're supposed to get a bit of a laugh out of it as the audience who know fine well who she is. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind okay. of like, hush, she's at it again. We're, we're kind of taking the piss out of how the fact that everybody will just accept her in and be like, she must be this missing child. You know, like mm. you were saying about no DNA evidence. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, take her. No problem, you know. I'll it's tell you what, though. a bit daft, but... <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, if a kid turns up, right, and she misremembers from six years ago what breed of bird was in my office, then I'll Immediately be... suspicious. <laughs> then I'll be suspicious. <laughs> Literally. Parakeets. All parakeets are... <laughs> like, it's yeah. totally fine that, like, she forgot she was, like, that, like, grandma was dead. But, like, she forgets yeah. the bird and they're like, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Hang on a minute. What was your, favorite, you? fla- what was your favorite flavor of crisps? Uh, salt and vinegar? Nope. It was cheese and onion. Yeah. I don't believe that you're <laughs> Esther. You're not Esther. You, you don't <laughs> uh, know actually, Esther. when you when you were a kid, you used to mispronounce it as vinegar. So now I know you're a fake. <laughs> no, you're an absolute fake. And also uh, that that thing with the grandma, that's a bloody swizz on Julia Stiles. This fuck. She said, present tense. She's been so good to us. Oh yeah, Julia Stiles. That's and then when she goes, yeah, she's great. That was bloody like she's dead. She's been so good to us from heaven. That's what I meant. Um, Julia Stiles. Julia Stiles. Um, But yeah, I think when this twist is introduced, I was kind of glad. It took a weight off my shoulders in terms of like me suspending my disbelief. Um, It really really brings a lot. I think that really ups the gear of the entire film. We'll get to it when we get to it, I guess. But I, it went from being, I was having a fine time. I wasn't sitting there like you, Ben, saying, oh, it's a real nun situation. I'm furious. But when when that happened, I was like, oh, yeah. Again, that might that <laughs> might just that. that might just be down to me and my problem with prequels and the relationship I have with prequels and you know mm-hmm. lack of patience. I'd also got myself a tango ice blast, so I was having a great time. <laughs> did you have did you Normally get a brain freeze? I hate them, but yeah. That was all right. Okay. There's a secret that you just don't let it sit on the roof of your mouth, Ben. That's how you can avoid a, a brain freeze. Yeah. <laughs> so who have we got? Isabel Furman is Esther Albright slash Lena Clammer. Lena Clammer is her actual name. That is an Eastern European criminal name. Clammer. <laughs> Lena Clammer. Clammer. Clammer in the slammer. Oh, and she's clamoring after all clamoring after all of your jewelry and stuff she's a robber hey. she is a burg that is a burglar's name it's so she's a kleptomaniac uh so yeah she's oh yeah so and then it's the all bright family so julia styles uh, rose of uh sutherland the the young kid as well matthew finland hero can kanagawa is inspector donnan was there an inspector like a police officer or was it, it was like a gun a, a welfare officer who was looking. Who it was, was a ni- to... it, it's a nice nun in the first one. Oh, she gets yeah. hammered. Gets hammered to death. Um, yeah, and yeah, that's pretty much it in terms of the main cast, isn't it? There's some, there's some yeah, doctors quite and small. quite a small cast. Yeah, um, the de aging thing is a bit. I know we mentioned it already, but it's a bit off. I don't know. It feels a bit like her head's been stuck on with. Uh, <laughs> And I think that's just the way of the technology, you know? It's not like, yeah. you know, Dis- Disney have got the a- access to unbelievable amounts of, <laughs> of budget to make the de- aging work. And it still, it always looks a bit rubbery and shiny. But so this yeah, is just it's, a bit... It's just, it's just not quite there just yet. I think it's definitely something you have to overlook and it's nothing to do with the production of this movie. 
it's just a little bit uncanny when when these things happen. Yeah. Very Except more of the film at night time, because I think it's particularly when it's day, daylight shots that it's more difficult to pull off. Mm. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so it starts off in January 2007, which is, I guess, the original set in 2009 when it was released, right? So it's two years before uh, the orphan is an orphan. <laughs> well, yeah, because that's pretty much it, isn't it? Because she's not she 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 like becomes the orphan at the end. Oh, you're an orphan! I can't believe it. But in this one, she's not an orphan. She's she's just the, the prisoner. She's a missing child. A missing child. So, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of grubby like ugh, when she like seduces the guard in order to escape. Yeah, this so we place start, the we start, start with the art teacher just popping in, and yeah. the most oh yeah. It, with with the combination of the most rigorous and then the most lax security um, protocols ever, so the art teacher comes and the security guard is really unfriendly. Goes, whack your arms up, gives her a search, and then the <laughs> the head doctor or the head prisonman comes along and says, prisonman. "Oh yeah, so you're going to be teaching the uh, the inmates art. It's real good. Um, come and have a look here." And then an alarm goes off. And he goes, right, this is very dangerous. People haven't followed the protocols. Please wait in this locked room that we haven't properly checked. Okay. Bye. <laughs> and then you'll never guess who's in there. It's only it's only Lena, the uh, the not yet orphan. And I think I thought for a second she's gonna do her first kill right away. She's mm. got a pencil, getting ready to do some stabbing, but then all the other people come in, she calms down. Um the art teacher's like, oh, I was asking if that was a... Was that, I was just asking if she was a little kid. Goes, oh, don't do that. She hates being mistaken as a kid, even though she looks like and dresses like one and does nothing to really... <laughs> do you ever thought about, like, I don't know, wearing some clothes that make you look a bit more like an adult? No. I'll have yeah, these wear a good, for one. Yeah, have a, have a normal haircut and read the Financial Times, smoke a pipe, do something that like, makes you look more like an adult. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, but actually what she's doing is sitting in a classroom doing some colouring with crayons. Um, and she sketches uh, the art teacher straight away. So we know already she's put a lot of points into art already. She's already levelled that up quite highly. Um, and then we go to them just working together for a few minutes in the school. She appears to have trained another inmate like a dog. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, what's that about? Like she kind of just goes. goes... She she does that, and you're like, okay, stick them. Why would you have someone like that about? Like just just knocking about in the same room as you. She might she might try and murder you at any second, but she's all right most of the time. That's just a fun quirk, you know. If I if I say this phrase to her and no one else notices this, like if I basically say you want a sweetie, she goes mad and attacks people, and then I say, then I say something else and I throw a sweet to her. Okay, we won't look into that, but that's what she's done. And this basically is mm. this is Chekhov's Pavlov's lunatic to basically she will trigger her later on as part of her like solid snake escape plan that she goes through in a minute. Yeah, why does she suddenly decide she wants to escape? Like, is there any reason in particular? Is it because of the art therapist? I guess she Woman. doesn't like being in prison. I've never been, Ben, but I bet it's horrid. Yeah, yeah but you know. I don't know. Probably best place for in it. I've always gone around doing being an orphan. 
Unfortunately, so, yes. CRB checks are not what they are. Uh, CRB and background checks are not what they are in some places in Estonian prisons. You know, they've only gone and done. And I had a massive pedo to watch over the <laughs> one inmate, probably in the entire Estonian mental hospital system, that looks like a little girl. Yeah, not quite right, is it? Uh, no, I think when in any description of a plot, when it says a, a childlike, the childlike leader seduces the guard. Oh yeah, seduces the guard. Sick. Um, and it's, but she smashes his skull to bits. Yeah, she um, tempts him into the room. She goes, "Oh, have you got me those?" Many ribbons have come from Amazon. Brilliant. Oh, but I can't, I can't time up myself. So he puts them on and goes, Oh, I'd like to do something for you. Do you want to, do you want to come in? And he's like, cool. Yes, please. Even though I know you're a dangerous escape risk, me being a big old perv has overridden that survival instinct. And he goes in and she stands on a chair. And apparently the thing he really wanted was to have his hair kind of caressed for a bit. Um, yeah. And she, smashes his head in how strong is she right how strong is she okay because i reckon because i reckon if i was stood there with anybody world's strongest woman if she smashed my head once i reckon i'd be like get off stop it <laughs> stop <laughs> smashing my head against the thing but you kind of just... you're a child <laughs> yeah Yes, well, I, I mean, I, push her yeah, off a chair for God's sake. I think the world's She's strongest tiny. woman could probably smash your head in one, but someone with the body of a 10 year old might point, struggle. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, someone with the body, like, what kind of strength are we supposed to believe she's got? Like, I don't know, she's not supernatural in any way. She's Again, just a little, la- little lady. Maybe oh, she, this is one of the things. She could be. She could be the <laughs> third could one. Be. Maybe that's the twist. Yeah, they go. Plot twist. She's put Good all day. of her. Maybe she's put all of her other points that she hasn't put into art skills into into stealth, and she does like times eight surprise attack damage. <laughs> yeah, she's it's got like two, she's like got literally a hundred percent critical chance. It's gonna be a big. It's gonna be a big hit if you're not not suspecting it. <laughs> So she smashes his head to custard can, on the on the wall. Can I just can I just understand something before before I go for, uh, ahead? When she was playing the orphan in the film Orphan, two thousand nine, she was a kid, right? She was a kid, an actual kid, and they just went in the story. She's a grown woman. Yeah. Let me tell you what year she was born. <laughs> she was born in. I've got it right here. Sorry. Before you Google, nineteen ninety seven. So she's twenty five years old. So in 2009, she would have been 12. So she's actually a kid playing a mm-hmm. playing someone who looked like a kid. It just doesn't translate well, does it? Like, oh, do you know that woman who played the orphan when she was 12? Yeah, yeah she's grown up now. She's 25. Does she still look like a kid? Not at all. <laughs> Get her in this film. And we'll do a little <laughs> bit of de-aging on her. What no. you needed on this film was, and I don't want to take it away from you know, our actual start of the film, think she's very good at this role what you need is a fanning family where you've got two sisters that look quite similar but are about 10 years different in age yeah absolutely great yeah or just some sort of recasting oh i know like obviously she's iconic for that role and understandably so but i don't know i never i never i never felt fully locked in to this film because of that i don't know it was it was very strange uh, yeah, so what I mean, we'll take, we will take it. Maybe, Ben, maybe this is 
the the sexist world we live in coming up again because there are there are blokes paying teenagers in 90210 for generations that are well Greece. into their 30s and 40s yeah john travolta was 58 when he was in greece yeah um, i mean i guess it's more difficult because this is an adult playing a, a little kid it's tough yeah and we're all supposed to just go oh yeah oh yeah who's that what although in reality she's meant she's so they say that the character's meant to be 30 right she's in she's, she's in her 30s at very yeah. least 31 i mean so that's yeah. older than the actor so maybe actually that's that's perfect and it's you know we an educated audience should see you know she looks 30 <laughs> And it's just the people yeah. in the film that are stupid. Maybe they shouldn't have de-aged her at all. And then at the end of this film, she could have gone, oh, and I've practiced making myself look younger. I reckon next time you see me, I'll have really got this down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'd, be like me. it'd be like me just walk- waltzing into someone and have one of those little hats with a propeller on it. <laughs> Big lollipop. <laughs> and, so- and someone going, is it nine years old? And I'll go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I I try that every week and I try and get on the bus then. Child ticket, please, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Child ticket, please. Where are you going? Just see my dad. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Uh so yeah, she escapes using her solid snake escaping uh powers. And, and the complete uses... negligence of that other member of staff. Well, that door's <laughs> opened. I won't look behind it. I'll just go in. It's all pretty negligent isn't it it's like yeah I, f- I feel like i could escape from there and i'm pretty much incompetent so that guard what, gets what, what kind of facility is this like honestly <laughs> <laughs> just supposed to be like oh it's maximum security like it's like terrible like terrible person and they're just like sort of just vibing it's like no honestly like it's yeah really if it great. turns out after after that she's got um her pavlov's trained lunatic to bash that other guard in with a thing that the, the main guy should have come out and gone you do realise you're here voluntarily. She goes, oh, didn't realise that. Sorry, bye. <laughs> Your sentence yeah. for burgling people has been has been served. And this is why the first skill bit is it because they did the the warden does explain to the art tutor exactly who Lena is, and she's been doing this for years, and she usually just robs them. And he goes, but then this happened, and he shows her some photos of what just looks like a blood stain. This was good though, because I was glad, I, I was happy that initially in the scene they said, "Look, she's a, a grown woman and she's posing as a kid and she does pose as a kid." I'm glad they did that. I'm glad they didn't try to like, you know, sometimes films that are prequels and sequels try to assume that uh, there might be an entirely new audience seeing this for the first time, so they try yeah, to like try and get the, that twist again. Yeah, and I'm glad they didn't. I thought that that showed that they have respect yeah. for for its audience. Um, so points for that so she gets out the art teacher having had a real bad first day is about to leave her job Um, and this was probably one of like the bits that really got to me in this early stage she's the art teacher's about to go she puts the window screen wipers on and Esther's there like shh and then she I wasn't sure if there'd been a strange cut here or not, because what seems to happen is that she gets out of the car, goes in, and goes, yeah. bloody Esther's escaped. And he goes, yeah, no, guard's <laughs> dead there. 
He goes, oh, I still quit though. All right, I'm going to go home. And then she also, goes out to the car. Where's your shush There's like what? a storm raging around you. Yeah. At what point angry. did she not assume that Esther had got into it? I thought that she would have been... I thought that Esther would have kidnapped her and have held her hostage. Yeah, but no, what happened was she appears to have given her a mild spooking. The art teacher has assumed Esther has just gone, not Esther, Lena, Lena, Lena Clammer, has just, has, has just <laughs> gone. And then thought, I won't check the boot of my car in case that lunatic that I'd literally just walked away and left my car unlocked near has <laughs> hidden in my car. What I'll do is I'll drive to my house. I'll drive to my house, and then when the boot of my car opens after I pulled up at my house, apparently it's a boot that can be opened from the inside, um, I'll leave the door of my house unlocked while I go and ineffectively <laughs> look at the car and then get tire-ironed in the head. Yeah. And then luckily, on my laptop... Uh, no, wait. I've got, I've got the missing children database open. <laughs> I've got yeah. the missing children database who kind of look like Lena open. I also I haven't got a password or anything on my devices, so you can just do, help yourself. <laughs> you know, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a lot of like this. This is this is the thing, isn't it? Like, yeah, this, the whole setup for this movie is it does feel a bit rushed, a bit lazy, and like, <laughs> I, I mean, most a lot of the times with films, I can kind of look past that. I'm fine to look past those things, but I don't know something about this. It just I wasn't I wasn't allowing it to. No. Um, I, I do get you. I feel like from the filmmaker's point of view, the story they wanted to tell is everything they deliver after she arrives in America shortly. I feel mm. what they wanted to do was get this bit out of the way mm -hmm. quickly and just get to the story that they really had. And this is why there are some gaps in this bit. And these bits that these bits that we've covered here in um in Estonia, don't they? They aren't able to be fixed with the twists that we see later in the story because all of those gaps are filled from when we meet the family. But this stuff about the it feels like the gaps. Sorry, 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 Andy. This feels like the, the gaps, the plot holes that appear, are kind of just like stuffed with what's like filling, but has got no structural integrity. Candy floss, okay. Put a load of candy floss in there, right? Yeah, I was, I've filled the hole, haven't I? Oh, yeah, but you could just pull pulling that out. Like, um, oh, don't, where's she been all this time? She don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I understand that in terms of like trauma and experiences like that. Those things are common, but I don't know. It just didn't, didn't quite. You, know, you also sell. had ages to make this up. You just say, oh, Russia's massive. It was lost. Russia's massive, and it was pretty mental there, to be honest. Uh, yeah, and also famously, because I did wonder why, like, I know, you know, politically and history and wise, but it's never really explained why she's found in Estonia and then goes to Russia for her mom to pick her up. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty sure they have airports in Estonia. I've never been. That but... I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, so obviously, what she what she does is she finds the details of a lost girl in America, um, and what does she do? She gets bloody fingerprints all over the laptop and piano. Goes yeah. having decided on her plan, chips off downstairs, sees the uh, art teacher still kind of struggling for breath. Goes, oh, I'll tell you what, it only usually takes one of these. Then gives her another couple of bashes with a tire iron. 
Um, and then goes and sits on a swing till the policeman comes over and says in Estonian, hello, little girl, are you lost? Doesn't respond, so he goes, try English. Hello, are you lost? I'm a policeman. She goes, yeah, I am lost, actually. I'm fr- Where are your mum and dad? America. He goes, right. Let's send you to Russia <laughs> to get picked up. <laughs> and that's it, pretty much. And then how how, how does... So then we go to, it's Connecticut, I think is set, isn't it? Yeah. So you've got uh, Trisha Albright, who's uh, obviously played by Julia Stiles, and her husband, Alan, who's like an artist. Um, and their daughter's been missing for a while. They've kind of come to terms with the disappearance of it. But then does someone, does it like that that inspector guy just turn up and say, yeah, never, guess, never guess who we find. Yeah, it's like, oh, <laughs> we found her. They just like literally come out of like watching their other son fence. And then she, yeah. he's just there, oh, like, yeah. surprise! <laughs> Gunner. Doing a little bit of fencing. Oh, uh, not Gunner, honestly. Uh, the second you see Gunner, you're like, listen, he's going to be wrong. And he yeah. is wrong. <laughs> listen, you Gunner. You just know. <laughs> Congratulations, Gunner, on making that piece of shit kid from the first one look like a real nice little dude. Literally. <laughs> When's the last time we had a fencing scene in a movie as well? Dying every day with Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> very, very much enjoyed that fencing scene. It was good. Yeah, I was like, yeah, as soon as yeah. happens, I was like, oh, hang on, someone's getting fenced in this movie. Someone's getting fenced later on, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, someone's about to get fenced. Gunner. I wager, maybe Gunner. Um, ironically, <laughs> killed by the sword. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a stupid name as well. I'm sorry, no offense to Gunners out here, but like, yeah. just the, the character name. It's like, why have you called him that? Like, just a bit of a douche name, isn't it? Just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. what's your name? Gunner. Gunner. Okay. All right. <laughs> maybe his dad, maybe his parents love Arsenal. <laughs> they love him. That would uh, be a good twist. Gunner. We're, we're actually Arsenal fans. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> London <Maybe>. Red. <laughs> um, so um, they're having a lovely time watching Gunner do some fencing, but. They're not having such a lovely time about their daughter having been kidnapped years ago. So um, when the policeman turns up, <laughs> the, the, the relationship's probably a bit strained because it feels like a, okay, a little bit of exposition here. They go, they go and do that, and then they go, "Oh, well, I'm going to go and play with my friends tonight." Because oh, you knew it was family time. Um, knew it was family time because oh, I'm I'm still real sad about it. Go and then Julia Styles immediately throws in. Well, I know you said that our daughter's been kidnapped, but you've got to get over it. I need you to be present for all of my important philanthropy work that, I'm, that I've got coming up because I'm a business mover and a shaker. And the policeman turns up and goes, oh, you know, looks expectantly. And they run over to get some news. And then off camera, I guess it's decided that the husband won't go to be reunited because Russia is a very long flight. Yeah, we'll yeah. just just one of us will go over for this. Is that what it is? And they like we can only afford one plane ticket, I'm afraid. Even though we're demonstrably rich, maybe they're worried about the carbon footprint. <laughs> or maybe the dad was just doing all the work while Julia Silas is doing all this philanthropy shit. No, I'll get. I've got, I've got some art to finish. I'll. Um, it's real difficult because I have to. Paint on, paint on it in like an ultraviolet layer as well. So actually, every yeah, painting is double really the work. Complex. Double the work, yeah. Oh god, <laughs> two paintings for the price of one. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, 
yeah so trisha goes to where she go russia apparently american embassy in moscow where she's reunited with esther pretty much no questions asked even though and there's not even a moment like a little look on her face i know we get all that in the twist but there's not even a mo- little look on her face like I know you're not Esther. I really feel like that. She's like, oh, I'm so glad to see you. And also, have you noticed something? When Esther's coming home, no one can stand to be in her company uh, because Trisha is like, puts her earphones in when she's on the plane. Lano puts his headphones, <laughs> his headphones in when they're in the car. It's like, just been reunited with, with your missing daughter after. I haven't, I haven't seen her for, I haven't seen her for six, six years. years. You'd have, you'd have stuff like, to catch up on. I can't miss, I can't miss this podcast. I've got to be honest. They're not even sat next to each other. So basically you've got the aisles and then she's on one aisle and she's on the other. It's like you would sit next to your daughter, apparently, yeah. wouldn't you? Like, what are you yeah. doing? It's so bizarre. Yeah. And then and then obviously there's the, the grandmother comment where she mentions oh, the yeah. grandmother and then she goes, no, she's dead. <laughs> and, <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> and then she goes into the toilet. And that's that's, that's that shot behind you, which is... Again, that shot is creepy, but not because of the context of it or because of anything other than the de-aging. It just looks weird. The more I'm looking yeah. at it, the more, the more it's, it's, it's uncanny valley setting me off. And she, she smuggles vodka into the toilet as well. So she, she goes in, she necks this vodka and then has an absolute like meltdown because she got something wrong. Eastern Which... European, they've gone, what would she drink? To <laughs> She's get fucking from... necks it as well. It's like, what? Yeah. Goes and gets a little miniature by going... <laughs> Yeah, she's like, oh, she got a 50-50 chance. She goes to the wrong end of the plane and goes to the toilet back here. And while the, while the, stu- while the stewardess is going, oh, it's just there, she goes, oh, she's going to have a couple so of She these. didn't want to pay the minibar prices, you know? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, it's a very small plane. Are they on a private jet? I think so, yeah. It seems that oh, way. They're not concerned about their, their carbon footprint at all. Not at all. Not for a um, second. Yeah, little private, little private jet there, but she slams a couple of vodkas and then, or just the one. And then as I sit down um, to get through the rest of the flight, um, the dad and gunner are dutifully waiting at the airport. Yep. The family's all back. The family's all back together. Family's all back together. And obviously the dad gives her a nice big hug. But then after that, I think the, the gunner doesn't hug her. Like, oh, you can say, oh, nice to see you. Give her a hug. Yeah. Yeah. Gunner. Gunner's being shady. Mm-hmm. Gunner's been incredibly shady, yeah. <laughs> Real piece of work about apparently for US film writers, brothers not welcoming of either newly adopted or historically missing sisters. Real no. not real unwelcoming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And even even here it's a bit odd, isn't it? Like, I don't know, something's something's not quite right. I mean, we know we know what's not quite right, but something else is kind of bubbling under the surface uh and then yeah they, they say all oh, the suspicions grow after she forgets the death of her grandmother and has become good at painting you become good at anything in like six years pretty much yeah. can't you is it six years yeah so got, and they, they do say like the 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 person at the embassy goes now six years is a lot of time in the development of a child so she may look and sound different yeah she may look slightly animated. I don't know if you've noticed, but she looks like a, a Pixar character <laughs> a little bit. She and may she look might... a little bit Final Fantasy Spirits within on occasion, very briefly. <laughs> she might be shit out of painting. She might play the piano like Elton John. 
He's good at all that stuff. Um, yeah. So now we get like the pretty much all the standard stuff. This this is where it kind of and I, it probably did do it on purpose, knowing the way the plot goes. But it did slot into like familiar territory if you've seen Orphan, which is mum starts to become a little bit suspicious. Brother, brother's kind of like a bit standoffish, kind of keeping her at an arm's length. Not not the dad. Yeah, she dresses loves, silly. Loves it. Loves the dad. And these... the dad. Yeah. I mean, this dad is a much better dad than John Coleman though. Can we just say yeah. that? Because John yeah. Coleman was the bane of my life. I hate him. <laughs> Not John <laughs> Coleman. I, I love this dad. I think he's great. Yeah. This dad at least has got a bit of like in terms of we understand his pain and you know the fact that mm-hmm. he's not been the same since Esther vanished and his heart's not been in it and it's like a piece of him has been missing and now he's kind of found that so we kind of feel that pain feel that trauma which makes us kind of feel bad for him yeah yeah you feel yeah. bad for the dad it, I, I would have just convincing. liked it to work out same actually <laughs> which is really fucked up but yeah would have been nice yeah I'm not sure I'd feel about them getting together no, um, but, not, but like not like that. <laughs> no, maybe I mean, it's all... <laughs> if, if if through the course of the movie they could have invented a way for <laughs> for just to age normally from this point, could have worked out. Could have just been a nice. <laughs> oh, if she's got a bang on the head and gone. Oh, buddy, I don't remember anything because oh, you're Esther, my kid. So I am. <laughs> just had a so normal... I am, and an end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all lived happily ever after. She could have got away with a lot more by like faking amnesia, right? She could have got yeah. away with everything. She could have just That's gone to remember point, any yeah. of this stuff. Been like that like canoe man. You are. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was mad. Yeah, she could. Yeah, amnesia would have worked it out. <laughs> so, oh, Moved to next door. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I had a, I've had a real bad time actually. I've been. I've been abducted and all that stuff. So I don't remember you or my nan or the parrot. Thanks. Oh, the parrot. What a what a bizarre detail to include. I love uh, it. It's just very, very strange. Before we get to see the parrot, though, we get the classic, um, oh, we've um, left your room exactly how you left it six years ago, decorated as if it's from the 1950s. <laughs> we um, left your room exactly the same, like an elderly woman <laughs> lived there. Yeah, like, we, we haven't opened the curtains, we haven't dusted, we haven't done anything, we just left it. We've just left it. <laughs> We've just left your classic record player, your of course porcelain like dollies. All, yeah, like porcelain dollies and your LP player with that's the story of love LP on it. Um, you know, the only the only song you have, not not a tablet in sight in two thousand. So okay, so if it's two thousand and seven, so she will have gone missing apparently in what two thousand and three. Yeah, yeah, two thousand and three so, pre iPhone. Is it four years or six years she's been gone? Four. I forgot. At least the mobile phones are kind of like look about right, don't they? Yeah. Whoever's like she wouldn't have one. She'd be she'd be a little kid, but Hmm. she might have had a a tape deck or a a lovely boombox with one with a CD player in it. GameCube. Yeah. (laughs) She might have had a GameCube. Uh, Yeah, it's it's a bit strange. She's got a nice little. Doll's house, though. Dreamcast. Doll's... <laughs> a doll's house is like a mainstay of like modern horror now, isn't it? It's like if someone's got a doll's house, then this is definitely a horror movie. Got to have a secret know? compartment to hide things in. They got one of them. Yeah. What is she hiding there? Vodka. Little miniature. Uh, vodka. No, little little diary. 
Oh yeah. yeah. But it's um, actually so reading a little missing girl's death. I kept hoping that the missing girl would come back. Oh, original Esther. That would have been cool. Original Esther, yeah. <laughs> Esther, you've been found. You're just gonna be reunited with your family. Really sorry to say, but they're all dead. <laughs> oh yeah, how'd that uh, happen? Orphan. <laughs> Someone impersonated <laughs> you. <laughs> Lee. <laughs> What's the last <laughs> name again? Lena the Grabber. Clamour. Clamour. Lena Clamour. Lena Grabber. Lena Clamour has uh, burned up your family in a fire. Um, no, before. <laughs> yeah, I would have liked original. <laughs> original Esther to have come back I love it if the policeman had turned up again tell you what you spend six years looking for a missing kid to come along at once (laughs) wow do you want to find them both and I'd want the same actor to play original Esther and to it be no ask a question that only the real Esther would know one was like no you're gonna have to shoot us both ah only the real Esther would have said that that isn't what happens instead they go to a um they go and see a psychologist um and this is where we get the parrot moment is it a parrot or is it a parakeet or is it a macaw what is it well ben as we as any zoologist knows all all macaws are parrots but not all parrots are fucking macaws exactly (laughs) you could line up 10 birds and trying to make me identify which one was a parrot which was a macaw even if I hadn't been in Estonia for, <laughs> for the last six years and I'd still be like I don't know really I can't remember <laughs> I, I thought that, that when she mentioned the parrot I thought she was going to turn around and say something along the lines of I didn't even have that bird before that would have made more sense wouldn't it she yeah. said she remembered the bird but I didn't even have it when she was there last dum 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 Liar! Yeah, literally. But instead, she goes, "Um, My bird was fucking massive and orange. I thought, also, parrots live for bloody ages. And then macaws live to like 90. There's a good chance that it could, unless that parrot was already like 86 when she was kidnapped. (laughs) Unbelievable. Um, Yeah. So she's, that's how she's caught her up. But she goes, there's a little bit of suspicion raised. The doctor comes out and says, do you um do you fancy coming in for a chat with us, Julia Styles? Um and Esther, she's left out in the corridor in the waiting room with another little boy. This little boy's got big rat energy though. He's looking suspicious the whole time. He's, <laughs> he's a little rat. What do you think he's doing in that in that place? He's yeah, on he's, grass. He's go, going to a psychologist because he's had too many stitches of being a snitch this whole time. Um so she goes into the office absolutely plays a blinder on the receptionist goes in all yeah. innocent oh can i have a look at your ib and play? oh i spilt it on the carpet uh, <laughs> <laughs> the cream, yeah. cream rug in your expensive um u.s pediatrician's office she runs off to get the to get the vanish and esther goes in and presses the presses the intercom and hears the the psychologist um slagging her off about not knowing the difference between different parrots and she is already livid fucking I think I'm Chris fucking Packham <laughs> <laughs> um, I love how cr- 
easily accessible that button is as well. Like literally, like you would have thought that you, you can't really hear into people's psychology sections. But you just press a button and it's like, oh, I can hear now. Get in. Like, <laughs> can hear everything. I'll just press the eavesdropping button. Yeah, literally. Just get out of my way. I've got to press this button. It's so yeah. stupid. And then while she's doing it, listening to the listening for clues, that little rat looks around the corner again. Like, you son of a bitch. Um, I and then he and then she basically makes a big commotion. She stops the conversation and he goes, Oh, and he comes up, so oh, this little boy pushed me over and ripped my dress. And then everyone's like, piece of shit. That little, I'd love, <laughs> well, I'd, love the, I'd love a post-credit scene in this movie to be like a proper like Batman Arkham Asylum, and he is in there. <laughs> And he's become the orphan too because he was sectioned for a crime he didn't commit. The eavesdropper, the rat, yeah. the rat king, this little kid. Got it. Um, Bless him. Bless him. Bless him. He's a little less. I, so, I feel so bad for him. Nah, he, he deserves like it. An absolute. Oh, wow. What's he doing though? None of his business. <laughs> Two wrongs don't make a right, kid. She's eavesdropping on this thing. You try and get in on this action, I'm going to put the eavesdrop on her, do some telling. No. Obviously. <laughs> Little rat kid. <laughs> Busted. You hate him, I love it. <laughs> Poking his little head around the corner. Who does he think he is? But yeah, the button is way too accessible. So I walk around the corner, press the button, <laughs> listen in. It's, it's kind of nuts, isn't it? Yeah. It's great. I'm yeah. sorry, it's great. <laughs> it's, it's part of why I love it. Like the ridiculousness is kind of why I. I love it so much. I, I can't really explain why. I just love like taking the piss out of it. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I think it's right? so good to this because several times this movie as well, the dad who is most upset that she got kidnapped for several years does suggest that she goes somewhere on her own. Later on, we're at the train station. He goes, "Do you just want to wander around the train station on your own? We're going to get some coffees." Oh, go on then. Well, <laughs> not that you were famously kidnapped, and I've only had you back a fortnight. Um, <laughs> you, you go into this busy public place and go for a wonder. Why not? <laughs> oh yeah, um, I tell you what. Um, I'm just going to turn my back for a minute at this shopping centre. If you see anyone selling balloons, do feel free to run off after him. I'll be uh, just be around. Um, <laughs> oh god, from a heavy rain vibes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say heavy rain, Jason. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> Bloody love balloons, I do. You idiot. Hey, son. Before you know it, drowned in a storm drain. Um, oh my god! Amazing. That's if you did choose the right outcome. <laughs> oh my god! Imagine it, multiple choice orphan. Oh my god! I would play that. <laughs> I would play the shit out of that. <laughs> just admit you're an orphan. No, no. Just admit you're Estonian. Douch, 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 douch. Go proper like um, telltale games with it. Like Esther will remember this. <laughs> Literally. Esther will remember this. Oh my god, someone commission this game, please. The rat the rat kid will remember this. <laughs> yeah, rat kid. And he comes what, back later on. <laughs> what will you do? E- e- eavesdrop stab with pencil. Um yeah. Okay. So they go they go back, they go back home. Um, is this where we get the first sort of bonding scene with well I guess both parties she does a bit of painting this is where Esther is going to require her skill for um infrared uh, not infrared UV painting yeah skill for UV painting where they just go 
uh yeah i mean this was this was a thing that like did we we didn't really need to know what the origins of it were but i was i kind of liked it you know i thought it was yeah. oh, okay so she she likes doing a bit of uv because she bonded with this fake dad over it and she probably just thought yeah it's pretty good i'm gonna do loads of really sexualized paintings of another dad i have eventually <laughs> using this uv paint to the best of its abilities yeah expensive I still don't know where she buys it from. I would have liked to seen in this one where she takes a big stockpile of the UV paint and goes, can I bring this with me to the orphanage? I suppose so. <laughs> yeah, can I bring this with me? Why? Oh, I just love it. I absolutely love it. Like, sure thing, honey, let's go. And they look at it, they look at it in, the paint. they look at it without a UV light on and go, just an empty, just an empty paint can, nothing in there. Completely empty. <laughs> just completely empty. Uh, um, but um, so you can take this empty paint can if you. It's a bit heavy for an empty can. Don't ask me. Just let her bring it, I guess. Um, but yeah, she. They have a moment like the dad has um, like some troubling pictures that he did when he was a troubled artist because his daughter had been stolen, um, and he's very impressed with how brilliant a uh, painter. Um, Esther slash Lena Klammer is. She's a fantastic painter. But I tell you, he's not so impressed. She's looking out of the windows at them um, doing some painting together. It's old Julia Stiles. She's not impressed. She's livid no. and she knows something. She's trying to have a I look hate... in Esther's diary. She goes, Oh, that's private. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing looking in her diary? I am Esther. No, the rules don't apply. We know. <laughs> I am Esther. That's exactly what Esther would say. She has got me there. Fine. No, I shan't look in there. She hides the diary away. And then, perhaps inspired by the little boy that she met earlier, she got a little rat friend now. <laughs> There's too many Maybe he is the boy. Plot twist. Turn as, into a rat. As punishment for being <laughs> well, like the witch, like the witches. Like the witches. <laughs> when he went into the doc, when, when they in, in another cut scene, they go into the office and said, "He was spying on me." And then he, well, you are what you do, little kid. So I'm going to turn you into a rat, and you can watch what she gets up to all the time. That's your punishment, you little rat. Uh, as soon as the rat's introduced, though, I mean, in a movie like this, you're like, how and when is it going to die? How I, it. I thought she was going to kill the rat, but actually, this Love is Esther's. Rats. This is a, this is Esther's face turn. I think she's genuinely friends with this rat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> genuinely friends with this rat. They get they're they're best mates. All right, these two. I mean, on the surface, chalk and cheese, but deep down, they've got a, a connection. <laughs> Maybe she made a rat friend when she was in the psychiatric yeah. unit as well. She's got a little rat friend. Um, very nice little rat friend and at first this is when julia styles goes when she was her excuse for looking for the and di- the diary is like let's look at my gold watch but i don't know if you've seen it anywhere because at the moment it would appear that what um you know lena clamber's doing is getting ready to do another robin but i think she goes to leave that night with a the armload of treasures and then she sees the in the uv light is on and the dad is doing some lovely painting. Again, she goes, actually, she goes back and tells the rat this. She says, 
I'm actually going to stay here for a while. She doesn't go into the fact that she plans to shag the dad eventually, but um, we know that's it's, what she's why is that? For. Why is that her go-to, right? Okay. this I'm genuinely curious. Because if anything, planning to shag the dad who believes that you're their daughter is counterproductive to what your plan is, which seems to be integrating yourself into a family, right? Yeah. Just don't shag the dad. Maybe. <laughs> thing is, I think originally she plans to rob them and leave, right? But then that is the reason she stays. I don't know if she has a plan for um, how she intends to progress their relationship, because I don't know. You'd feel if you really liked someone and they turned out to be a big old pedo, you wouldn't like them anymore. You'd go off them. Um... <laughs> you go off them. Is it a deal breaker for her, though? I don't know. I think she just likes, she probably just likes being, you know, she's been institu- institutionalized for God knows how long. Probably just enjoys any sort of um, connection. Well, again, I guess the, the the reality here is that she is meant to be 30, but looks like a kid. It's probably really frustrating because, you know, she can fancy dads like the rest of us can, but unless, <laughs> well, the rest they're, of us can. unless they're wrong ones, then they're not going to be interested in her necessarily. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Unless they're wrong ones. Unless um, they're wrong ones, or she stopped being a crazy and said, oh, I just look really young. I'm actually 30. Yeah, like you but said you- earlier, why can't she just dress a bit older and explain her condition to people and be like, listen, you know, this is what's wrong with me. Like, but even if plenty she of, that- I know plenty of like adult women who are not tall. <laughs> but also, <laughs> if she if she did explain to the dad, that was it. How is she going to get him to go from, I believe you're my daughter because you look like her, to two <laughs> seconds later going, oh, I quite fancy you actually. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all types of wrong. Get a different haircut, well get a ponytail me. instead of pigtails. I don't know, man. Some men are wrong ones, like I say, John Coleman. Yeah, John yeah. Coleman, Coleman, the ultimate wrong one, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> having sex on your open top kitchen counter <laughs> when you have three kids in the house, like, three kids really? in the house, and literally no doors anywhere in your open plan building. <laughs> he likes it. Um, He's a voyeur, not a voyeur. He likes to. <laughs> Glass floors in the old the upstairs the, the, bedroom. The opposite the before you, yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. The opposite. <laughs> the exhibitionist. Exhibitionist. Um, there we go. Thanks, Andy. I knew um, you know. But she she stays uh, and doesn't do doesn't do a robin. Um, <laughs> but then it's the the day of the big gala and um, the dad. I can't keep calling him the dad. What's his actual name? Not John oh, yeah. Coleman. Yeah. Why the day the day his of the big gala? Daddy Albright. He's called it Alan. His name's Alan. Alan Albright, Alan. the double A. Yeah. Double a. So double A. Um, <laughs> he he is he's when his daughter was missing, he was sick of going to charity stuff. Um, but now I that can't he's wait. but now that he's back, he likes all the things he used to like. He likes wearing a suit and going to charity gigs, having sex with his wife, and in a scene <laughs> that mirrors but is more appropriate. They go to have some sex in the bedroom um, this time. Even though he's only just put that tuxedo on, he's only just done up the dicky bow. Be ever so frustrating having to do it again. Literally. Um, <laughs> but um, things are things are moving along in there, and as is tradition in these films, Esther's going to be in the doorway, glowering at them <laughs> while they're about to have sex, and thinks, 
fuck it, I'm going to slash this dress as I'm I go. Sm- slash this dress. Um, Why do they just think that it happened accidentally as well? Like, no one seems to think that anyone's responsible for it. They're like, oh no, my dress. <laughs> Obvious rip, yeah. Like... Someone just ripped it. What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh no, our passion must have been so intense that it's caused seams to split. Um, but so that that little bit of dress-based admin kind of ruins the moment. Um, and yeah. they 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 decline from having sex at that time and go out to a lovely gala and leave awful, awful son Gunner in charge to invite his horrible mates round. Yeah. Um, they've already had a little bit of a run-in with Esther. Um where a guy, what does he say to her? The guy that leans out of the car? Oh, yeah, that guy. He's just making out that she's weird for some reason. I can't remember exactly what he says, but he's just un- he's just unnecessarily... Oh, my, my sister's just returned after four years. Uh, be, she got kidnapped or something. I'm just going to wind her up when I see her. I'm just going to wind weird. her up and, and like your friend, like your school friends that you think... I'm going to be real horrible to a 10-year-old that's just come back from a high-profile kidnapping. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because it would be like in the news and shit, wouldn't it? Literally. Yeah. But literally, is my, I don't remember what you said again. The problem with a cinema film is don't have notes with me, so I'm not going to sit there with a pen and paper in the cinemas. So can't catch this. But um, <laughs> he... Why not? You know, the um, the guy pulls up in the car and he says something shitty you know, Dosvedenia, your slag, or something like that, and it's like she turns around and says says something to him in, I assume Russian, saying, "Actually, your mom." He goes, "Oh, what did you just say?" He goes, "Oh, nothing." Um, and he's round again. They're having a party. Um, Esther's not gone to bed. She comes out, tells the guy to go fuck himself again. Um, <laughs> They send her up to her room to listen to um, old-timey records, as is her want as a 10-year-old girl. Um, and the policeman comes around again. The policeman comes around, and this policeman, yes, he uh, he's got a, he's definitely got a bad, bad smell. He's got a... He popped around <laughs> during I... dinner the other day as well, and they said, oh, yeah, sure, we'll have a meeting another time. But he's come around again while the parents are out. And he's gone, I'm dying for a pee. Can I please use your, your restroom? Uh, and they get, go on then, if you've got to. He goes, can I else. please snoop around this house for clues? Uh, by the way, I can smell the weed from the road. And the oh, guy's, yeah. oh, okay, oh. you're allowed to have a wee, but if you don't tell on me. We know what happens to rats in this town. Yeah, that's um, a fair that's a fair trade. I won't bust you. Depends what state what state are they in? Connecticut. Uh, Connecticut. That's not a state. Is that is, is weed yeah, legal? Is. Who knows? Uh but anyway, that's it seems like a fair trade. I won't bust you for the weed if you let me pee. Like... <laughs> it doesn't seem like a fair trade <laughs> yeah. for me. Yeah. I would pee and then go, and you're still busted for and the he weed. Goes, and he goes, Oh yeah, and I I'll tell my parents you stopped by. I said the same. It's like, what's in it for the policeman in this one? I'm like, uh. <laughs> Literally nothing, yeah. Literally Either way, nothing. he goes and he takes um, Esther's only record that we know about. What's that? He, t- he takes the, he takes, that's the glory of, <laughs> that's the story of love. 
the thing and just, <laughs> that's the glory of that's the story of love yeah takes it takes it dusts it for prince and and taxes off with it esther is livid yeah um so she puts a hot shower on and goes off out yeah hot shower is basically a similar sort of setup to putting a couple of pillows arranging a few pillow pillows in your bed to make it look like you're asleep um hot shower on goes to the goes to the detective's house and then at the same time as when trisha arrives home and gets much straight onto a diary again straight onto it that diary right considering no no one left alive in this film has touched that diary it doesn't belong to them they're all fingering through their filthy little yeah digits looking through looking at pictures of moms with the faces scribbled out and dads with like love hearts drawn around them it's too up that's saying that that for me is so heavy-handed i can't i can't deal with it i know it's just it's obviously been done before we've seen it in lots of things but i just feel now in 2022 i do not need to see that to confirm to me that she hates the mum and wants to yeah Wants to get off with the dad. Yeah, we know she's, that. She's, we know that. You do not need the scribbled face. She's put around. She's put around. She's annotated the picture. She's put like Whoa. secret plan colon pie off and then a big arrow pointing to the mom. Absolutely shag, and the dad's been circled. How many times has that worked out for her? Right, it seems to be all. It's always her plan to do that. What? How many times has it worked out? I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess zero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God's sake, Esther. Sort it out. Just live your life as a little orphan. Yeah. <laughs> or again, just go for that option of say, I'm 30, but I just look dead young. Yeah. So <laughs> Trisha, Trisha pretty much finds out that the shower is unoccupied, waste of water. She gets a living, as we, living as, crisis. As, 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 great. Wasting resources like that. As we've established, private jet, these this family did not care about their carbon yeah. footprint. But I guess just go because dude, I've just got I want a shower. Thanks. Oh, you're not here. Use all the buddy hot water. <laughs> oh, we put the immersion on. And you've used all my radox as well. <laughs> yeah. And this so this is where the twist essentially comes so good. Love this. comes into play. However, I'm gonna say however. All right, let's just let's explain the twist first and then I'll give you my however. Um so essentially the the orphan Esther goes into the goes into the inspector's house. He is making a drink, isn't he cutting up some fruit for a drink and then stabs yeah, a knife and no respect for his chopping board. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what's gonna happen there. And then there's a, a little sequence, and then we see the knife's disappeared. Um now I completely understand why Esther would need to off this inspector, kill him. The answer to all of her <laughs> the answer to all of her, <laughs> her, her problems seem to be just kill people. Um which is fine. And then how does the twist how does the twist which come to fruition? Fine. So the the detective is using his home database, like many detectives in these, he has no no family that he lives with, he lives alone to facilitate being murdered just as you've like cracked the case. Um, he looks up the things, finds that Esther's finger... I don't know where we got original recipe Esther's fingerprints from, um, but he he gets Maybe the fingerprints. Did he just have them like when he was searching for the kid or something? Like all, thing, like, like, all, like all children, they've been fingerprinted. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe, you know, that when you go to the police station for a little school trip, yeah. they think it's just, oh, go on, 
do this, it'll be fun. This is what happens when you get your fingerprints taken. Ha, put this in a database in case ever need to prove your identity. Um, yeah. He's looked it up and he goes, if you're not Esther, who are you? And then a little voice behind him says, Lena Clammer, knife to meet you. And then she stabs <laughs> the shit out of him. I hate how he says it out loud as well. It's yeah. so fucking... Yeah. Oh. yeah. So she, she stabs him. And a bit like the paedophile that gets his head smashed in, you'd feel after one stabbing, you might react and try and move away or go, oh no. But he just stands there quietly while she shanks him <laughs> about <laughs> 20 <laughs> times. She's got, she's got no, I, I don't know how many of these little outfits she's got, right? But she don't care about getting him soaked in blood. At all. Like, I don't know, is Daz going to get out all the blood from her little collar and cuffs? <laughs> Danny Baker's going to turn up for like a doorstep challenge. Just do it live. Um, yeah. Dominic Littlewood, if you're older, if you're younger. Okay. Um, so she stabs him and then not enough to kill him, enough to make him poorly. And he's on the floor, like going, Oh, I've been stabbed. Why? Why? But he's Who? definitely dead. He's been yeah. stabbed too much and in the neck. He's 100% dead. He's definitely no, finished. Un- and then he goes, Under no I- circumstances does anyone else need to do anything else to make him more dead that will incriminate them. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, who are you though? But before she can answer, um, Julia Styles pops in, goes, end of the line, bitch, and blows him away, shoots him about 20 times. Shoots him. Neighbors are gonna hear the gunshots, incriminates herself. He was already dead. She didn't need to add <laughs> killing a police officer to the list of crimes she's already committed. It is nonsense. She just goes blam 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 blam. <laughs> literally fills him full of lead and then points the other gun at Esther and goes, right, mate. I'm crazy too! <laughs> Ooh, <that's laughs> you. Yeah. That's pretty much it. That's it. Um, She's also, and she does point out that in, in this reveal here, we find out that she always knew that Lena Klammer was not Esther because she knows for a fact that um, that that Esther is dead and she's doing what she always does, which is cleaning up the mess of her family. Very specifically, famous piece of shit Gunner, who is responsible for original Esther's death. She's cleaning up the mess of her family. Why not just let this little girl, adult, escaped convict, incriminate herself? Why get involved? (laughs) Just let her play out. Let it play out. You've had enough stress in your life trying to cover up the death of your actual daughter. But no. But yeah. checking her down a little shoot in the woods. Um, but yeah, she she helps her cover up this one as well. She's fine. We'll send an email. We'll send an email to the, the chief of police. Say, Dear Chief of Police, hi, oh this my detective. God, I didn't remember this. I'm, ta- oh, I'm, I'm, ta- I'm taking my holiday effectively immediately. I can only assume he's got a lot of holiday banked up and he expects him back in years. <laughs> this person's dead, right? Sorry, but sorry. We've got a busy day tomorrow. Your holiday's not accepted. You told me you were going to be in first thing in the morning. Yeah. Also, I don't know what time it's meant to be. These guys have got back from a gala. So it's probably about midnight. Imagine just, oh, I'm actually not going to be in tomorrow. You can't do that. Very you short can't do notice. That. <laughs> Extremely short notice. Is, is it is superior? <laughs> yeah, no. it's, just, it's just come to my attention, Chief, actually, that I've solved all the crimes that have been associated with me. So before <laughs> you assign me any more, I'm actually going to take that holiday. 
All the crimes have been bloody solved, mate. I will now uh, be off to indulge in my favourite... I am going somewhere quite dangerous on holiday, so if this is the last time we speak, please don't look into this further. I'm going... <laughs> I'm going There's volcano. A crime. I'm, going, I'm going volcano <laughs> spelunking. A lot, of knife, a lot of knife crime where I'm going. Uh, yeah, and I'm going to have my back turned most of the time to people because, you know, I don't like looking people in the eye. <laughs> I'm going on my backwards walking holiday. <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the knife capital of the world and then someone might shoot me 12 times as well just just to make sure uh yeah it's very silly i'm, I'm going for a i'm gonna go and run straight through um sheffield where they famously make cutlery that's where i'm going i'm gonna go <laughs> and have a reckless like mosh dance like a mosh tour of the sheffield steel industry cutlery factories Please don't worry about me, though. I'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. It's, so they uh, send they send that email. Ridiculous. Pop him down I'll a big ab- pop him down a big hatch in the um in the middle of nowhere. Um, I'll admit for a second when this started playing out, I was a bit dumbfounded and like, what? Huh? I don't know. Did it did it get you, Lucy? Did you feel like? Oh yeah, yeah. I I just thought it was going to be another sort of poor family affected by Esther shenanigans. I'm not gonna lie. And then obviously when it happened, I was like, now it's getting interesting. You know what I mean? Now like, it definitely needed. Now, now she's being played, and that needed to happen, I think. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. Yeah, because the like, fact that she's like always Uno reverse, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good. Oh, the Uno reverse. What a move. Yeah. yeah I, I really liked that. I really liked this. That it was a really fun twist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where we are now. They're kind that. of in it together. Because mm-hmm. they're kind of both stuck because they get right. I can incriminate you. You can incriminate me. So they've kind of struck like a like an unholy alliance that will last until one of them double crosses the other, which will be almost immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think from this point onwards as well, like I, I like the dynamic between the two, like female leads. Like I just think mm-hmm. it, it becomes more interesting and bitchy. And mm. just there's more to it. Do you know what I mean? Because I think in the in the original orphan, like the kind of you know, scam and the family made sense. But like you say, it, it had to be different this time. So yeah, the the third mm. act is when it gets spicy. So this is what really kind of upped it for me and made me like it more than the first. So because it's like they just don't <laughs> want to kill each other at every turn, but almost mm. <laughs> yeah. Because it's almost like Patricia wants Esther to stay alive. She's like, if I just off her. It's going to be too suspicious that she's gone again. Also, Alan, the dad, is yeah. he's perked up. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's he's perked up. I he don't want to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like having sex and going to galas. I would like you to really cheer up. Um, yeah. So th- I really like this dynamic. And then she's kind of dressing her and saying, "All, all the society folks are coming round. So you've got to pretend to be damaged, but still be absolutely charming." Have you got any more art skills? Play the piano, you say. Absolutely, do that. <laughs> I'm I'm shit art at the piano. I am absolutely shit art. Um, yeah, and but the thing is, I like what there are some kind of parallels of like real life cases as well throughout this. I mean, like I'm not going to name the cases, but I just know that there are parallels with real life cases, like people, family members who have been like murdered and then like just oh they've just gone missing. Um, also. There's like a sort of poisoning 
uh, subplot as well where they're trying to poison. So she plans uh, to get Lena. So she plans to get rid of her, right? Because yeah, this is coming. This is coming along. Uh, they're planning to. Oh, is it that she's planning to? Is it is it poison that she's going to kill her, or is she going to give her sleeping pills so she can yeah. then get her? Well, no, or, or like just to keep her asleep so she, have to, so she can sleep soundly and not have to worry about waking up with an orphan like some sleep paralysis demon on your chest stabbing <laughs> you in the face. Yeah, it's um, an orphan, but I tell you what, the person that really goes hard on this one, Julia Stiles, seems to have a plan and they're keeping it together for a while. Gunner, straight away, for someone who Julia Stiles positioned as like, oh, it was just a bit rough with his sister and he. And he killed her, like bashed her too hard in a pillow fight and took her head off, something like that. But straight away, Gunner's like, killed my sister fucking on purpose because I'm a psycho and I'll kill you as well unless, you know, we've come to an arrangement and you have to, you know, basically I own you now. And the two characters basically have a standoff saying, no, fuck you. <laughs> Take your pardon, no, Literally, fuck you. Literally, it's a classic. <laughs> fuck you harder. Yeah. Um... And they're trying to they're trying to get rid of them. Like you say, um, I'm on I'm on Esther's side on this bit because I think these people are are worse. Yeah, I mean those two are yeah pretty much worse. Uh, so obviously after she gets her food poisoned, she refuses to eat it. Takes it upstairs. Uh, so I don't, she doesn't feed it to the rat, but the she rat gets to it. it she it? gives it to the rat. She puts it on the floor, and the rat has it. Then yeah, she goes off would, and does. As some, you would if you're a rat. Yeah, uh, and she does some. Some paint, some painting with the with the dad. Stays up late to do some hmm. painting with him. Looks like she might lean in for a kiss, but doesn't blow it. And then Julia Stiles comes down and goes, "I'll tell you what, fucking, finally, you're not gonna eat your, not gonna eat your poison mac and cheese, eh? Well, I'm upstairs. <laughs> I'm off. You're upstairs. so ungrateful, not eating your have, poison. I'm upstairs to have sex with my husband and." not be a little mutant looks like a 10 year old all the time really rubs <laughs> it in for someone you're trying to maintain this kind of sticky alliance with don't half go hard at a corner a mutant all the time yeah and the alliance is very sticky you know that's a good way of describing it incredibly sticky yeah uh yeah so what with the rat obviously she goes goes upstairs and sees that the rat's eating it and gutted old ratty old ratty boy the only rat passed, she ever liked. Not away. The, didn't like the little boy. So only run one room for one rat in my life. My little mate, the rat. Yeah. And the next morning, uh, everybody gets up, walks into the kitchen, and Lena's made breakfast for everyone. But the spread she's got going on for breakfast, I'm like, I could do that if I had four hours to prepare it. It's unbelievable. It's like, oh come on, what's going on? Hey, you had to make sure you had all the food in to do do that thing. Cooking, cooking a breakfast like that is difficult. You got to make sure everything is ready at the same time. It's tough. Where's she learned that? It's my least favorite trope in, in films. Is that massive ass breakfast? It's like no, nobody eats this. Rice Krispies, <laughs> a bowl Literally. of Rice Krispies. Nobody eats it. It's, I'm not at a buffet at a hotel <laughs> where there's like a, where there's like a staff of fifteen to twenty people making it. You're you're one singular, literally Estonian woman. <laughs> Yeah. I, I always deduct a point from films if they do that thing where it's like I've made a I've made breakfast, it's like a massive buffet, and everyone's like, sorry, you gotta massive... go by <laughs> and then like leave. A... Yeah, and it's yeah. like, why have you done this? <laughs> I hate it. 
a massive tall tower of pancakes. I made you pancakes. And the guy's like, sorry, I'm late, gotta go. Sorry, all I'm going to do is grab a coffee out of this pot and then run out of the door. Waste of food. Yeah. I'm sorry, but people making your breakfast is the best thing. I would be late for work. Same. Someone's made a massive breakfast. Or use it for the, use that, that lovely word for the less depressed, for a far less depressing reason, a Brexit. Have have breakfast as you go in out the door. That's what that's that's what that's what Brexit is to me. Not the horrible thing. The horrible thing. Not the horrible thing. Not the, I'll tell, I'll tell not you what the Brexit horrible thing is like. that's ruining our lives forever. I'll tell you what Brexit is like though. A smoothie with a rat in it. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. So true. Some people also, will tell you it's going to be good for you, but actually it's got rat in it. <laughs> Why didn't she just blend the rat up? Why did she put the rat in? I suppose she wanted to make a point, didn't she? Making a point where she's going, do you want to, do you want to drink this? So, oh, no, no, no. I, I couldn't, pop, I'm not going to have any of your breakfast because it might be poison for me. Uh, I mean, not to my taste. And he goes, oh, that's right. I made I know you I tried... the, the exact one <laughs> I know... you want. I know I try to poison you, but if you poison me right back, that will be, that'll cross a line. Okay. <laughs> that will cross then, a line. I, this is kind of great because like, she's like, oh, no, I, I couldn't possibly have it. And the dad's like, oh, I'll try. Oh, no, it's not. I've made it just for mom, actually. It's because it's poison. Um, He goes, okay, I'll have a bit. Yeah. Gets her with this poison. Straight down the sink. Puts it down the old garbage disposal. Again, if this had not been set in in the US, they have garbage disposals. You'd have just had a rat in your sink. Rat in your sink (laughs) and it got rid of it. And the tail was flopping about as well. I thought it was going to fly out. It was horrible. Poor rat. Again, this is why... I feel this is the only think about it. The people we've had killed so far, I guess the policeman was nice. But um the rat is the most innocent victim we've seen. Well, I guess the art therapy. Okay, fine. The rat is in the top three most innocent <laughs> victims so far. The rat had a bit of character development as well. I, I kind of liked where this relationship was going, and then suddenly in a smoothie. <laughs> Devastated. Yeah. Slightly better CGI than the de-aging as well. It's a nice little rat. Yeah. <laughs> The rat's a little uh, less uncanny. I I think I, I'd believe that rat as any age. <laughs> That's a proper young rat, that is. Um, and, all, and basically, Lena doubles down on trying to kill uh, kill Trisha because when Alan is going to the city, that's to the city, uh, to, do a, to do an art gallery, um, at the train station, Lena tries to push Trish, Trisha and Gunner yeah. at the same time. She tries to get a double kill. Because it, it feels like it's all escalated and they're both going to try and kill each other when they have an opportunity. This is when yeah. um, Double A himself, Alan uh, Albright, has said, oh, do you want to just wander this busy train station on your own? I'm uh, going to get some coffees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's going to do... Um, she's going to do... You, know, you say your double kill. She's going to shove him in front of a train. Um, Was she wearing like the little beret man. at this moment as well? Yeah, she's dressed like Madeline. Madeline, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Annoying. Imagine getting killed by a little Madeline looking bitch. We love our bread. We love our butter. But most of all, I love shoving my my uh, adoptive mom and fake brother in front of a train. And she, she, she would have got in the way. But unfortunately, everyone in a train station gets in your bloody way, don't they? Yeah, that's exactly worse. What happens. It's a worse than a rat like, smoothie, that is. That man's the just... rudest guy ever with the coffee. He's probably giving out a little bit. Oh, what? Where are you going, Blood? It's like, she's 10. He's just going to carry on going about his life, not realising what what he's done. (laughs) He's saved two murderers from being murdered. 
I saved two murders from being murdered today, did you? That's good. <laughs> um, yeah. So again, they've they've kind of fixed it that she wants to go to the gallery with um with Alan, but um, but they've kind of fixed it that she can't go because obviously they want to use this opportunity to to get rid of her. Um. So you do gets... anything if you knew that you're going to be left alone. They're going to try and kill you. You'd do anything to get on that train. You'd leap onto that train because by the time the train doors are closed, that's it. So just stay on there. Leap onto the train. Grab onto a chair as hard as possible, and there we go. You're fine. Yeah. And then seduce. But, the dad. Yeah, she's got. She's, yeah, seduce the dad. Dre- change outfits in the city and say, oh, "I'm not your daughter. I'm I'm someone else. I'm a famous artist." Uh, but you look like it. Like nah. nah. Uh, Look at my teeth, adult, adult teeth, <laughs> adult teeth, oh, uh, and then God. pretty much immediately is like, she, Lena's getting like dragged away, but she manages to like run away from them, doesn't she? Fights them and then steals them, yeah. the car and then goes very briefly full adult. She puts on some shades, grabs a dart. Um, she's yeah, she's punching a dart, driving along, listening to oh, what's her music now? It's a really good choice of music. It's like, yeah, what is it? It's about being crazy. What does she listen to now? I am an orphan. (laughs) Driving a car. Yeah, yeah. She does too many things at once here, right? I mean, when you're driving, I find it hard to just get a drink and sip it. (laughs) Put on some lipstick, put on some shades, have a cigarette. (laughs) Have some cigarette. Have you guys played um, Deadly Premonition? There's a bit where like, the, the oh, detective's yeah. driving a car, he's got his phone, the laptop, a cigarette. <laughs> it's like that, isn't it? It's got all this I've played stuff. it, but I don't remember that bit. But that, yeah, oh, that's pretty I'll, much I'll, it. I'll send it to you guys because it's actually hilarious. It's so funny. Like, people who've played it will know what I mean. <laughs> it's just, it is just insane, and the, the thing she does. And then, and then she doesn't, yeah. she even try to part, like, make out that she's. An adult, like when they pull her over, she like yeah, they go oh, was that hair a bit. She does, she does like a like a ninety. Then again, that's her aesthetic. She gets like a ninety. Was I driving too fast, officer? Was I driving too? We know you're the orphan, all right. We know you're the orphan. Uh, and she gets taken back. She gets taken back to the house, and this is where, like, essentially, like I guess the finale starts to take shape. Is obviously Trisha wants to make it look like a suicide. So, Get out, get out of that situation, but also, I guess, I don't know, give Alan some closure about the whole situation. Say, as yeah, well. we'll we'll just say she's dead because um, Julia Stiles says to the police, the policeman who drops her back off. Oh, tell you what, and she was banging on about her in herself, um, mm. possibly killing herself in an unsuspicious way. I'd be gutted if she died, but it wouldn't be suspicious. It wouldn't be suspicious at all. If you were if you were Esther or Lena, wouldn't you just do anything you could to not go back to that house? Whether you know they're gonna try and kill you. Sorry, police officer. Yeah, they've been abusing me, they've been doing this, they've been doing that. Anything. But yeah. now so, I managed to find it. I looked it up. The song that she listens to whilst driving is Maniac. Oh god, yeah, it was. Of course it? it is, yeah. Maniac. Maniac. <laughs> It's not quite as on the nose as I am an orphan. It's pretty on the nose. It's pretty much on the nose, isn't it's it? It's not too far off. I am an orphan. Da, 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 da. She's not an orphan, though. She's not an orphan. And Yet. Oh, we don't know that she hasn't got 
that her parents aren't dead in real That's life. True. That's true. But you know, in this context, she's not an orphan. Yeah. She's not the orphan. <laughs> she's not to orphan. Um, so yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get rid of her. Um Alan phones up and says, the policeman's phoned me. Um uh, I've heard that uh, I've heard that precious Esther has um had a bit of an afternoon. So I'm on the way back. She says, Oh no, don't don't come back. And then is literally like not even putting him on mute, just covering the handset on the mobile. Going, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's very gonna, is she dead or what? Is she gonna, dead? Gonna, dead? Dead no, no, not you. Um are you can you get a taxi back from the station? Kill kill. Yeah, kill you, Esther slash Lena. Can you kill Esther slash Lena, please? Gonna. No, 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 no. Just, I'm really busy. Even though I said things were fine a minute ago, can you get a taxi back? So I got my hands full here, not doing murders, but as far as you're concerned, narratively about to discover a suicide because they've grabbed her and they're going to. They're gonna. How, they're gonna slash her ta- wrist with a, with some really blunt scissors first. How many times does Lena do like uh, a ghost face vanish? Like, you know, when she <laughs> KO'd, definitely KO'd, turn away from her for one second, turn back, gone. Jesus. Yeah, when she escapes from the stairs first, it's that she does it several times in this finale. But first things first, um, she escapes from them when they're going to try and slash her wrists in the bathroom and make it look like a suicide. And then Gunnar once again shows his hand. You know, he's wrestling with her on the stairs. He goes, ah, I'll kill you just like my sister because I'm a lunatic. Like, gives her a backbreaker and lobs her down the stairs. Um, <laughs> and that's when and that's when she, and the mom, Julia Stiles, comes out and goes, he chucked it down the bloody stairs. He goes, oh, I couldn't help it. I just love murdering little people. Does he say um, how he how he did, did they say how he killed her? Did he oh, said he was no. rough? No, he said he was a bit rough, rough with her. Yeah. Practicing his wrestling moves, I reckon, WWF style. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, she's gone. Um, because Julia Styles is busy on the phone, she sends off Gunner on his own, and he goes to the the studio. Um, and as we know, from, yeah, he got he gets his sword and goes. Should I put my mask on? Nah, I shan't do that. This, <laughs> That's won't, be stupid. My, this, That's... this won't be a man doing. Um, and he goes through. And we saw a crossbow earlier in the thing. And the orphan, Lena, Lena Klammer, has seen original recipe gremlins and does a full-on stripe on him. Like he turns up and she goes, have a, have a crossbow. And then just like we predictive, predicted earlier, he gets fenced, doesn't he? Gets bloody yes. fenced. Absolutely fences the shit out of Gunner. Ironically, stabbed. Quite yeah. a good death, actually. It's quite satisfying. Yeah. Because you just mm. wanted him gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is one of those things. I know two wrongs don't make a right, but two wrongins. But but gonna <laughs> have it, mate. You can be dead. That's all right. Still team, still team Steam Lena. Yeah. Eat shit. Eat uh, shit okay. Imagine you were Alan coming home though at this point, because oh, actually not not at this point. It's, it's soon. Um, and then basically, then Trisha and Lena end up fighting in the kitchen, very reminiscent of the Halloween Ends trailer where people are getting flung over like uh, islands. What are they called? Like the middle, the middle of the kitchen. Yeah, people are getting kitchen, flung over islands. Kitchen yes. island. <laughs> I reckon it's the same. Someone kitchen. knocks the hob on. 
So um, it's hard to knock. You can't just turn orb on. You got yeah, like, to like press the little you ignition. Press, press it down. And... <laughs> what have you done? I accidentally turned the orb on. What? What have you done with your elbow? Yeah, don't believe I've you. Some, I've somehow pushed it in, twisted, and then hit the ignition a couple of clicks as well. It never happens straight away, does it? Yeah. You get it wrong. You actually, I actually I try to turn it down. I turn the gas off. Oh no, I've got to start again. <laughs> Bloody hell! But in the purposes of this fight, the fight gave me the same energy. Like a very frantic, very brutal fight. It's a lot like um, you guys seen the hunt. Oh yeah. 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 It's not quite as powerful as that, but it's like that. Like really balls to the wall fight scene people getting thrown around in the kitchen it's almost I mean, the if... kitchen isn't it <laughs> it's because it's like dangerous things in there i guess yeah, yeah dangerous things yeah. and like as weapons are always like within an arm's reach aren't they yeah i feel like the lounge has really lost its effectiveness as a scene for a desperate horror struggle because people don't have so much bric-a-brac anymore no. Like no. if you were fighting in the if you were fighting the sort of seventies to nineties, there'd be vases and like just sharp bits of glass and trophies and things like that, like little 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 glass see, prisms. You should see my mum's eyes. My mum's eyes is full of tat. I, I can't stand up from the sofa by knocking like four things over. It's insane. Has your mum got one of those stressful houses? Like everyone's like you know, going around when you're younger, going to people's parents' houses. My friend Adam, my friend Adam, his parents had a stressful house to be in. Very lovely people, but so many ornaments. I feel if I would ever go around there with like a cold or something, it'd be so incredibly stressed. You go down and sit, have a lovely chat with them and a cup of tea, and it'd be like, I mustn't get up for anything because I'm in this safe area. Every surface has like a breakable item on it. I mustn't, I mustn't knock anything over. My mum's got a table with so many like picture frames on it. If you knock one over, they all go over like dominoes. <laughs> And I'm like, why have you arranged them like that? That's counter- and cards. That's counterintuitive. And then why have you arranged them like that? Oh, because they all you can see them all then, can't you? Well, if you've uh, not Ben, what this is this is a metaphor for the importance of family. If one of you were to go, it would destroy the entire thing. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's exactly it. so kitchen fight. They have a kitchen, they have a kitchen fight. Um I kind of like it that even though she is holding her own, it is basically that Lena Klammer is does have the body of a 10-year-old, so he's getting absolutely owned. When she doesn't have the element of surprise, a fully grown adult is smashing her to bits, and she is knackered. Hmm. <laughs> absolutely knackered. Uh, and what's now a we've, good added, way... we've added fire to the equation now that the house is going to burn down. And now the house is on fire. Great. As I said, imagine you're at Alan coming home to see not only the house af- a- a- ablaze, but your daughter and wife hanging from the roof. <laughs> You'd just be like, nah. What happened? What has gone down in the and 20 the, minutes since that phone call? They're wrestling with each other on the roof. Like Julia Stiles messes it up and she, the knife slips out of her hands. She's been trying to stab um, the Whose side do you think we're meant to be on here? I think we're meant to be on Esther's side, aren't we? Yeah, yeah I was so. I was team Esther. I think we're supposed to be because I think Trisha comes across as, you know, what is uh, one of the worst crimes could be, you know, murdering your own kid. And I know she didn't commit the murder, but she's helped cover it up. So in a way, she's kind of like more evil than Esther who kills 
strangers, I guess. Just, yeah. And she's and, rich and, and privileged. Also, you know, lied to her husband and said that she was missing even though she's dead. That's True. pretty dark. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I think everything that she's done kind of outweighs Esther. She's like a foil to, to Esther, isn't she? Yeah. Um, I don't know how you felt about this, but I thought Trisha's undoing was quite underwhelming. Kind <laughs> just of, tumble off the roof and bang your head. Just kind of fell. But if you're going to let go, right, you just let go and fall feet first, wouldn't you? You wouldn't go, ah! <laughs> I guess smash your head on the curb. Lie back and smash your head on the curb. I've seen yeah, 10 minutes of the Olympics. You're trying to your ankle, not your head. <laughs> you know I've I mean? seen 10 minutes of the Olympics. It'd be classic, Marsh. She's over-rotated there. <laughs> she's over-rotated and smashed her head. Oh, well, that dive. Mm. Over-rotated, absolutely. Um, so, that, so that happens. Alan doesn't seem to give a shit. Where I, I guess is. it's like that he gets like such a dump of exposition. So he's gone through the burning oh, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gone through the burning house, got up to the top of the roof. The two most significant characters in his life, because fuck Gunner, um, are, are both hanging from the guttering. <laughs> like Lena Clamour is shouting, Blumenell, it's me, Esther. My mom's trying to kill me. Help. Oh, God, we're going to fall <laughs> off the roof any second. Blumenell. And Julia Stiles is going, is what would be literally inconceivable to you. Someone who just thought, oh, geez, it's been a bit of a day. I've been to an art gallery and I've been on a train just trying to get back and come back and the house is on fire. And then your daughter is saying that her mom is trying to kill her. And your mom probably does sound like, yeah, the, the wife does sound like the crazy one at this point because she's going, She's actually a little mutant, and she's not. <laughs> she's, she's a little mutant boy, and like, she's gonna. She's gonna <laughs> little mutant boy. She's a. She's she's Estonian. She's an Estonian. Years old. <laughs> she's thirty-one years oh. old, little monster kid, and she's uh, she's she's stabbed up Gunner. She's fenced him down in the basement, and she killed a cop as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she killed a cop as well. She stabbed him and shot him eight times. But don't look where the body's hidden because that would be problematic. So just assume that I'm correct. And he makes a choice of who he has time to grab. And I think even without that information, you'd probably try and grab a kid first. Yeah. Well, they're a bit you'd lighter look- as well. Yeah. Grab a kid and then watch your wife fall to her death. Probably feel a bit guilty about that. I mean, I'd then- give it, I'd, if, had I been double a here i would have said to my wife very calmly hold on for just a second and pull, yeah don't let go don't, 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 don't let go and die or if you yeah. do try not to over rotate but then she dies and then when he gets esther he squeezes her cheeks yeah, he oh, squeezes i'm her... so glad you're all right ow <laughs> she squeezes the cheeks and then the the, the dead giveaway of esther a false mm. teeth she Never ages a day apart from her teeth, which are still 30-year-old teeth. Got some wisdoms in. Pop your teeth out and the rest of your face gets old. And he goes, goes ag about. <laughs> yeah, ag about. I never expected that to be true, but are you a little mutant girl that that is actually a murderer? She goes, oh, I, I fixed it so we can be together. And he goes, whoa, this is yeah. a lot to take in while I'm standing on a burning roof. It's and she just much thinks, to take in, isn't it? Just thinks, fuck it, and shoves him off. Yeah. She's like, this hasn't quite worked out, so here you go. Shoves him off, and he lands in a little fetus position next to his dead wife. Yeah, he also he also hasn't learned from watching her go either. He also over-rotates and smashes. Um, <laughs> if, I, if I just get into a ball as I'm falling, like Sonic, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just bounce. <laughs> if they, they had a big garden, to be fair, if they'd been like a loop at the end, you could have gone... 
<laughs> got gone off. <laughs> no. Oh, then so essentially we get. The, she walks the, really slowly down through the house. This is mental. While, it, while it's on fire as well. This it's is like, mental. You, you wouldn't be able to breathe for a second. <laughs> Your eyes would be burning. Your eyes would be full of smoke. Your lungs. But she's like. Looking through the fiery house, <laughs> even though I haven't got what I want, but I win. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll just casually get my diary out from the secret compartment of the on fire doll's house. That's yeah. that. That's um, not that's not on fire at all. I, I smeared it in flame retardant gel before say, say a few words for the rat before she really takes the time. <laughs> oh, should I make the bed? Best dad. She salutes there's a, the rest of the rat family are in that little vent. She salutes them and then they burn. <laughs> so she walks down out of the house on fire just as the just as the fire brigade arrive, and then we have a closing scene where the the policewoman who picked her up earlier, and the um, uh, and the child psychologist, who, by the way, in an earlier scene that we missed, they go back and they work together to lie to. So she's absolutely convinced that she is Zesta yeah. now. Um, and she puts that. She does that great bit where she's into the dictaphone, going, "She's a well-adjusted and emotionally brilliant little girl. I am an excellent doctor. Goodbye." And yeah. on well, I thought moment. that was going to be a moment where she said. I'm still not convinced, but she was like, I'm a hundred percent categorically convinced. Nothing can, 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 can make me think otherwise. Goodbye. Nothing will make me think otherwise. And actually maybe I'm mistaken and my parrot has never been a macaw. Um, yeah. yeah. So she, <laughs> yeah. So she's, she's off. She's totally on board. And then she's like, Oh, she had horrible time. And now she's a bloody orphan. <laughs> yeah. So that links it to the original, and, and I'm it. guessing like, but the time between the original and this one is is not a lot at all. Now. It's only a couple of years. She's only, she's only in that the um, orphanage for half a Who's the? I was wondering if we'd see the nun come and pick her up from the orphanage. And I almost called Cece Pennison, but that's not her name. Um, oh yeah, the, I know you mean there. Can't remember the, the original orphan nun. The original the one that gets orphan hammered. nun. Yeah, and that's and that's the end. And then uh, the, the credits are in the sort of UV paint style, right? Which is the the classic orphan style. Yeah, now. the classic orphan style that she knows. <laughs> the nun, Sister Abigail, is not played by CC Penniston. She's played by CCH Pounder. That's which right. is arguably <laughs> an even better name. It's arguably even more crazy. Okay, there we go. So that's that. That's the orphan. Uh. Maybe it's fallen apart even more in my head. Now we discussed it at great length. <laughs> Have we got any? It has, but I simultaneously like it more <laughs> because of that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Have we got any? Have we got any name game to be to be muck, mucking about with? I've got a, a couple for you, but because we did orphan not long ago, all of these will begin with orphan. The titles will be what her first one of them I, is. I did the same. I did the same. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first this week, Ben? Uh, yeah, but the thing is, I've probably done very similar ones to you, I'm haven't so I? So bad at this game. It's okay, we'll round robin them. <laughs> okay, shall I go first? Yes. Okay. After <laughs> after orchestrating a brilliant escape from an Estonian psychiatric facility, Esther travels to America. Uh, but along the way, she stops over and over again 
to get a lovely, refreshing drink. Um, over and over again. Well, forget that. Just she stops to get a lovely, refreshing drink before joining up with a wealthy family. So orphan drink begins with the act of drinking, oh, if you like, kills ah, orphan first swill. <laughs> no, it's just orphan first kill. Oh, first kill, <laughs> thirst what, kill, a thicky. My thirst oh, has been killed. So okay. Wow. That uh, probably wasn't the best clue. I never think about a clue until I start saying it, so it's difficult. Okay. Um, okay, so after a daring escape from an Estonian mental asylum, um, Le- <laughs> Lena Klammer learns that she can actually put her criminal ways aside and sustain herself by sucking in water filled with small shrimp-like creatures. That are able to sustain her for years to come. Uh, orphan first krill. Correct, orphan krill. first krill. Hey! <laughs> yeah, I was thinking I dill, but <laughs> you did it. Yay. Uh, okay. After orchestrating a brilliant escape from an Estonian psychiatric facility, Esther travels to America by impersonating the missing daughter of the frontman of Limp Bizkit. <laughs> <laughs> Orphan Durst Kill. Oh, that's it. Orphan Durst oh, Kill. It. Yeah. Kills the front man of Limp Biscuit. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, after a well, daring... It's just one of those days. <laughs> after a daring escape from an Estonian um, mental asylum, Lena Klammer um, imp- uh, manages to impersonate the missing child of illusionist and um, murder mystery solver Jonathan Creek and goes on to in, in, inherit his house. <laughs> his house? Yeah. Uh, I really don't remember. His Creek, house... He lives in a certain type of structure. Uh, you live, live in a church? Live in a church. No. Close. <laughs> Am I rhyming the wrong one? Yes, because it's the first one of these buildings that she's ever owned. First. Mill. First mill, correct. What? A, what? Orphan what? first mill. Yeah, Dalton Creek lives in a windmill. What a clue. That's, we could have said anything, but that was the clue you went for. Uh, I can't judge you. I'm sorry. Okay. Last one from me. After orchestrating a brilliant escape from a German psychiatric facility, <laughs> Esther travels to America with, n- <laughs> with nothing on her person but a couple of giant sausages. Often versed kill. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. Um, Correct. I can give you one more if you like then, guys. So after a daring escape from an Estonian mental asylum, um, Lena Klammer um, goes over to her first Premiership football match. Unfortunately, there's no score at the Orphan. end of 90 minutes. Nil-nil? Nil? Yeah, first nil. It's a first nil. First nil. You see how much money I paid for this seat. It is nil-nil. Nil-nil. No wonder she's across. 
She'd go to the toilet with one. She'd go to that toilet cubicle and go absolutely spanners like she normally does. Make a vodka. No goals. Okay. Oh, you guys don't. I don't go to football. Is that the standard procedure? If there are no goals, go go to the cubicle with a vodka. And have a meltdown. That's how I respond. Uh, okay, now we've got to rate the film. Uh, Lucy, would you like to go first? A to E. Can't remember what. Uh, I don't know if anyone can remember what we rated the first one. Uh, I was going to compare. Uh, I think it's a C from me, if I remember correctly. And you liked it more than me. I think that's how it went down. Um, mm. But for this one, I'm going to go B because I liked it more. And oh. it's ridiculous, okay. but it's fun. And like I say, it's kind of goofy and stupid, but it was nice to see Isabel back. I really liked um, what Julia was doing. I just thought it was stupid fun, I guess. And like, I, I don't know. I just had a good time with it. So I liked it a lot. I, th- I thought it was more entertaining than, than the first one. But that's going to piss off a lot of people. I don't care. <laughs> I just thought it was no. great. And it, it entertained me greatly. And it was a nice bit of sort of, you know, just nice to see her back after all this time, I guess. Mm. No, that's completely... <laughs> I'm on board with that. How are you feeling mean, about that's it? That's kind of how I feel. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's nice to have a good cross-section there. What are you, what are you thinking, Andy? Yeah. Middling? Uh, yeah, you know what? This was very silly, but I was genuinely surprised and delighted by the twist, and it took a different direction. I think it's interesting to play with that dynamic that um oh then again john was no good in the in the first one but um but you know it, it just like this, this dynamic that um that lena clamor slash slash esther esther is horrible murderer but actually you're on her side for quite a lot of the film because she is the lesser of of two evils um you know it's not something we see that successfully done with a lot of slasher characters or like murderous characters not since the days of freddie and jason that you really go oh actually i quite like the the villain in this um i quite liked it it is very silly and there's lots to unpick in it so i can't go higher than a i'm still going to go for a c but i i enjoyed i enjoyed this i think it's i think it's worth seeing for what it is a bit of silly horror stuff it will not change your life but i had again i had a good time watching it Straight C, straight C, straight C. Um, mm, I don't know. I can't. If I rated the the original quite quite highly, there must have been a reason for that. Um, I don't know. You know, when you're kind of watching a film and you're in a bit of a cynical, cynical kind of mood, mindset, and like everything kind of doesn't quite work for you. And I think when you're in that mindset, it's much easier to see those problems. You know, and if you're in a, if you're in a I like watching dumb films. I like watching dumb fun. I like uh, looking past the the sort of plot holes and the problems in order to enjoy them. But I don't know. With this one, it just didn't quite land for me. I find it a bit silly. I couldn't quite look past, and silly in a bad way, I guess. I couldn't look past the fact that she didn't quite look like a kid. Um, I'll give I'll give give the film kudos for the twist because I think I would have not I would have enjoyed it even less if it was just a carbon copy of the original. But the fact they tried to take it in a different direction. I think kind of makes sense, but for everything it did, I did kind of feel a bit underwhelmed by the finale as well. It's kind of just played out exactly kind of how 
I expected it to after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'd have to go for a D, you know, because it's one of those where it's been a while since I've watched a movie, especially a new release as well. It's been a while since I've watched a new release where I've kind of felt pretty annoyed during my watch of it. And, you know, this time I did feel kind of annoyed. I completely understand, you know, why it would be enjoyed. But I guess maybe it's one of those, obviously back in February, that was the, the first time I'd seen Orphan. So it wasn't like I've been waiting around for years and years to finally get a new installment of this. It wasn't necessarily a film I was particularly fond of anyway. So the fact that this has come along, just, yeah, just a bit underwhelming for me. And uh, that poor rat, Justice for <laughs> Ratty, Smoothie Rat. Yeah. Justice for that little, justice for that little rat. Punishment for the other little one. Absolute rat. rat boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, there we go. Oh, but still, as I mentioned with Day Shift at the top of the top of the show, still watchable. You know, yeah. films that are still watchable. Very watchable. Um, depending on where you are listening to this. Um, Streaming in the US and some other territories, cinema, cinema here. Um, you I'm know, not sure when it's out, but uh, I imagine yeah. if it's got a streaming release, things come to streaming so quickly now. So even if you're in the UK and you don't fancy, you know, lots of American accounts and VPN juggling that that would allow you to see it on that one, and you know, a cinema is out of range with then you probably won't have to wait too long to see it. I think it's worth at least one watch if you're a horror fan. Mm, yeah. Um, I think there's... Do you know what? I'm looking at Wikipedia. There's rumours about a third film here. Oh. Isabel Furman can, is so passionate about the character, she can play the character forever. There's a lot to that character, and I think in f- future stories, she would probably become a bit more cold-hearted again. Oh, yeah, because in this film, she was full of joy and love. But she loved that rap. That was the that was a spark of joy that was. And she, that she was loves the dad briefly before oh, she pushed yeah. him. She the loves end. rats and dads, doesn't she? Got a real thing for <laughs> rats and dads. Compe- uh, com- combine the two with the dad in the second one. Next time she's gonna be a sixty-year-old woman, and they've de-aged her to look like a. I guess they could give her a neck brace, and a snotty nose, having been stuck in that cold water for a bit. <laughs> Do a sequel. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. Uh, supernatural orphan. Okay, there we go. That is, that is that. Uh, next week we're is our fright fest 2022 special. Lucy is attending the event, so possibly will join us for that episode. Uh, to be chatting about the films we see at that event. Uh, two in a row. Look at that. I know. Sorry about that. <laughs> That'd be exciting. Uh, <laughs> please don't apologize. Um, so yeah, there we go. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout. Um, oh, first of all, actually, Lucy, where can our listeners find you online and all of your socials and other platforms? Yeah, so I'm mainly on Twitter. Um, that's at Lucy Jade Buglis. Um, I also have my Twitter account for my podcast, which is T, like the drink, the time pod. And then my personal Instagram, which is Lucy Buglis. Lovely stuff. Uh, 
wonderful all of that will be in the show notes as well uh, so thanks to our patrons thanks to john crinham patron against his will ben scaife Stephen <laughs> christopher laura kendrick toby miller ollie child leslie carlo julia bilgren john o'down nick spill and pazuzu uh yeah thank you all very much thanks to taj thanks, easton guys. for our theme music Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Please consider giving us a rating or review and head over to the Facebook group, Horror Hangout Board of Advisors, to interact with us more there. Uh, we're on Twitter. It's at horror underscore hangout underscore. And we're on Instagram at horror hangout podcast. Uh, thank you both. Thank you, Andy, obviously, as always. Sorry, um, ben, thanks to you. Thanks to me. Uh, and thank you very much, Lucy. And thanks, of course, to Lena Clammer for always being uh, always be clamoring if you're clamoring <laughs> for more episodes of the horror hangout look at that tell you ending what, with a segue as well you can you can get on the patreon for some bonus content some hot and fresh stuff coming your way you can get on um the back catalog if you've only recently joined us tell you what what episode number is this ben this is episode 246 get yourself back to to uh, february to find the episode where we we discussed orphan, yeah, you won't uh, be clamoring for long. Two hundred twenty. Get your mitts over them now today. Yeah, go and do it. Double bill, double bill it. Backwards double bill, double bill. <laughs> Look, listen, to them chrono- listen to them chronologically. Where's 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 buddy Esther Slashina go next? If you got to the end of this episode, you can't listen to them chrono- chronologically. If you go back to the first one. Don't be crazy. Can. Chronologically in the, the way the film runs. Perfect. Oh my God, yes. Don't even think of it. You'll literally see it in the orphanage immediately and you'll be watching thinking, watch out. Watch out, family. I know that she, where she's come from. We know what she's been involved in. <laughs> she's the orphan. Watch out. She, yeah. you won't, they, they won't be able to hear you. This is a recorded bit of entertainment. <laughs> um, but, you know, you can have fun uh, doing it anyway. Yeah, it would be fun. Uh, we've had fun. Thank you, everybody. Uh, and we'll see you next time. See you for Fright Fest, everyone. Bye for now. Bye. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.